Welcome to episode 47 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me tonight, as always, the one, the only, Perry Burkham. Casey, there's this there's this new dance that fad that, that's sweeping the nation. Ha, have you caught it? Is it a wiggle of some sort? Chicken wiggle, baby. <laughs> Do the chicken wiggle. Ch- ch- chicken wiggle. Ch- ch- chicken wiggle. Right. Yes, and joining us again for the second time, uh, way back on episode six, you might remember, Jules Watchem. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm very good. good. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am very good. Thank you very much. We're honored to have you here again today. Tonight. Well, thank That's... you. No, I was I had a really good time last time, so thank you for allowing me back. I was allowed back. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a celebration almost of uh, Chicken Wiggle. It's coming out this week. Woo! Yeah, man. Yes. Oh my gosh, crazy excited. Yeah, it's always oh, a dude, weird week when a game comes out. You know, it's both exciting and terrifying. <laughs> All rolled up into it one. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it's oh, sort of that mix of like, oh, is this going to be, you know, received well? And I mean, spoiler alert, I think yeah, it will be. This, yeah, this all game of the emotions. Is... Yeah, will will people like it? Will people buy it? Um, will it be you know exposed the way i want it to be will the big websites you know kind of promote it or will they just let it forget about it i mean it's all these tiny and big things like come into play and you can't help but overanalyze everything and yeah <laughs> it's it's, a, it's right it's a fun time though i really can't yeah. complain about it. it's an amazing thing to be a part of you know you just hope for the best really <laughs> you know well, and it's on it's on the 3ds you know yeah which you know now we're in we're in the switch heyday i mean just insane totally so yeah no exactly then i mean i I can't i can't imagine how pumped you were when they announced metroid for 3ds i mean that has to yeah no definitely good it makes me feel good oh i'm very excited about that game that looks ridiculous and that team is great i mean i think that's actually a perfect kind of scenario there because obviously they're very talented people i mean castlevania was technically artistically everything was I mean, the gameplay it had some issues but it wasn't a bad game it's a good game but technically and artistically very very impressive so for sure perfect mix to have them be guided by the nintendo hand exactly. with their talent i think it's going to be kind of amazing <laughs> that game i'm actually uh, constantly going to amazon to see if the special edition is available because it's freaking not available still you know, I don't understand. It's just not. I don't know what Amazon's doing, man. But it's you know, it's available in the UK. It's available at GameStop. Blah blah blah. Um, I want right. it. I want to use my Prime account, man. I want to just go one right. click buy, boom. Yeah. But I can't right. do it yet. But I've, I have pre-ordered the regular one as a backup. <laughs> yeah, regular, I think I was lucky game. enough to get it from Best Buy. But yeah, I have Amazon oh, okay. Prime, so it's like I'm waiting for that Amazon twenty percent off. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. get something through Target. What was it now? When I couldn't get it through. Was it the Squishy Amazon? Amiibo? <laughs> uh, which Amiibo? The Squishy Metroid. Oh no no no! It wasn't Metroid related. It was a different product. Oh, it was probably my 2DS. Yeah, it's my 2DS. My new 2DS XL. I was wanting to get that through the Amazon, but they didn't have it until like the day of or whatever. So and like wasn't going to risk that so i yeah got that through target and that actually was pretty good that came on time in a nice box so i was like all right maybe target's a good backup yeah so, yeah. yeah how do you like that bad boy speaking of 
man, it's beautiful. It's really, really slick. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a collector, so I'm not really going to use it that much, but I needed to get it just to kind of see how it felt, what it was like, and it's really, really nice. It's uh, it, the materials are really good. I love the way it feels. Uh, the weight, it's quite light. It's quite nice. Uh, the design is very impressive. Uh, just some sm like just the, the there's less kind of um, space around the edge of the screen in some areas and stuff. It's very sleek. Right. Very right. nicely kind of, done. It doesn't waste a lot of space. Yeah, it's all like, screen. Um, it's it, yeah, exactly. There's no messing like around. Like the original no 3ds. Yeah. I remember like on the original, it's like, man, why are the screens so small? Like, <laughs> and there's so much real right. estate here. Yeah, and it's not yeah. being utilized yeah. properly. Yeah. No, it's it's a but, beautiful machine. I, I like it. Has kind of a ridged. Uh, uh, top surface that has like diagonal lines and you can feel it there's the raised bumps with a nice little embossed nintendo logo in the corner it's really Ooh, slick nice. um sweet. yeah no i like it a lot the 2ds yeah, is really really sweet but that would be a purchase i would totally get um normally i just moved into an apartment so i'm trying to be good yeah but, it's uh, kind it's, of a luxury item for sure yeah it's uh, well like you yeah. i'm a collector so it's like i've got yeah. A version of every 3DS. I don't have a 2DS at all, but I have, you know, the okay. regular, the XL, the news. Okay. So it's like... I, my, my favorite is definitely the small new 3DS. That is perfection. I have yep, the that's, belts, that's what I'm uh, rocking. face plates. I have the white design with the, with the light gray uh, uh, fuzzy faceplate. Uh, love it. Yeah. It's perfect. Jules, I, uh, I got that. I, I have one, and I was about to do a system transfer from my... Uh, big my my new 3ds xl uh -huh. and i literally stopped when i found that stylus and it's, it's so tiny it is and awful. It's, it's pitiful the stylus <laughs> and, is pitiful uh, yeah and that's, that's literally yeah. why like i was on the fence right yeah right, right. i was on the fence and i and i didn't do it i was like okay i'm not gonna do it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no. i stopped the system yeah. transfer yeah. i've bounced back and forth a few times yeah. Um, I just love that I can put it in my pocket, and oh, uh, I love sure. the felt of the material. I don't know. I think the the, the tactile nature of a of a device is important. And yeah, no, no, I love it. But I do I have a regular 2DS as well. The original Wedge that they released. Mm, that's quite. Yeah. That's it. That's interesting. That's a neat little machine. It has a big old juicy L and R buttons. Really big paddles yeah, on and the, the outside. D-pad. The D-pad placement is so nice. Yeah, yeah I've, it, it's I've a heard nice that's arguably one of the more comfortable ones too, because it really gives sure. you a lot of room for your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's nice. So yeah, it's it's fascinating what Nintendo have done with the 3DS era. I can't complain. It's uh, it's definitely delivered yeah. some fun some fun experiences. It's just really yeah, I mean, sad that it's a, towards something. the end, you know. And I would imagine the 2DS XL is is the last hardware. That's what Nintendo wants you to think. They're right. rolling that thing out <laughs> to the end of 2018. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. I would It'll never die. Nice micro. Gotta mm. make the micro. Good point. Oh. That would be nice. That would be pretty sweet. But, um, but yes, no, it, it is a fun time to release a game in kind of like as a, the era is coming to an end. Surely it must be because everyone seems to be jumping over to the Switch, which for good reason. And that's great and exciting. And, and you're kind of in it from the beginning of the era and you kind of, you know, with Mutant Muds. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember that being one of the big first eShop games. You know, I just I just remember the coverage of that and how, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe it wasn't, but I, I feel like it was advertised before the eShop or, or I mean I, I feel like I knew about the development before the eShop was even out yeah um, no like. it, it, so, it was actually uh, we yeah okay we went to E3 in 2011 
to propose it to well just not really propose it just to put it on Nintendo's radar and that's actually when I met with Dan Edelman for the first time and um, I was very worried that was my first proper kind of meeting with the Nintendo in person as you can imagine was like you know like you don't want to upset them <laughs> yeah um, that was great because they're amazing people there so it actually went really really well and I was like wow these people are really nice that was that's awesome that yay that, yeah, that's yeah. what you want it to be anyway th yeah but the eShop didn't come out until I think it was at the end of that year at the end of 2011 and then yes it was uh, well the latter part I'm not sure exactly what the day is uh, but it was the latter part of 2011 um, and then MUDs came out in January 2012 so it was right at the beginning along with yeah. Pushmo and Mighty Switch Force and, oh. and and stuff like that. It was a pretty a golden time. It was really, a really the early thing. batch. Yeah. yeah, it was really really neat. And I remember like oh, yeah. it, it being priced at eight ninety nine. It was the most expensive game on the eShop at that time, and I was really worried. How ridiculous is that now? In hindsight, <laughs> it's like so funny. It is. I don't know. Yeah, Isn't it's that weird. crazy? You yeah. know what the perception? Because people were actually mentioning the price in the review that's how crazy expensive 899 was at that time I, I, I think I remember that so I know. weird it, it's just a different I don't know that is weird maybe because you know the, the, the retro look I don't know people are associating with virtual console or something i don't know i think just the perception of a downloadable game now is way different you know yeah, back it then is. it's so different i think even major websites were giving out awards for oh like that's you know the downloadable game of the year you know and now right. now they're just games you know it doesn't matter really yeah. if it's a smaller studio coming up with it or you know a triple a experience like nintendo power wouldn't even list eShop games, you know, like they'd list at the back of the magazine all of the past review scores that they've given games. They wouldn't mm -hmm. even uh -huh. include eShops in there. That's how delegitimized they were. <laughs> they wouldn't even include them in that list. Only retail games are in there. And I'm like, that makes no sense. That yeah, is such that's... a bizarre slap in the face. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but didn't they have... I, I seriously feel like I remember seeing... Did, didn't they cover Mutant Muds before it was... Yeah, I right. met with, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, but I met with um, someone at E3 uh, 2011, and they put it in, a, they were the first to kind of print the preview of Mutant Months, uh, which was an amazing opportunity. Go. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, okay. That is really cool. Yeah, but, it was great. Um, <laughs> anyway, check it out. We'll, we'll be talking Mutant Months later. Uh, yeah. What we, we want to talk about what you've been playing, Jules. Splatoon 2, baby. <laughs> Being yeah. killed by you a lot, I think, online. <laughs> He's stalking and, you. And, and cooperatively. Yes, that's true. No, there have been a good side-by-side -side action as well, which has been good. It was I, super fun. I, I always felt bad. I was like, ah. Oh. You were good, man. You were very good. I'm not that... Oh, you haven't played with Casey. <laughs> oh, really? The, yeah, because you, you haven't been in there, have you, with the Nintendo Guru stuff? Uh, Casey hasn't... He he's been moving into a new apartment oh. and stuff, and like also okay. I can play at work, like on uh, break. It's nice, like really yeah, really nice. So it's been a, a hectic couple of a uh, couple of weeks, oh, compounded okay. by okay. working that expo, which I'm gonna get into in a little bit. But yeah, nice. it, it's just been like, it's been terrible, really. It's like I just want to play Splatoon <laughs> and Chicken Wiggle yeah. and just, oh, I need more time in the day. 
Yeah, Splatoon 2 has definitely been taking up my my time. It's it's funny because I really enjoyed the game on on the Wii U, um, but I wasn't it. That console didn't fit my lifestyle in the same positive way that the the Switch does. So the Switch I can have right next to me uh, while I work, you know, um, and I can jump onto it at any time. Whereas with the the Wii U, I couldn't because of the range of the the base uh, to yep. the blah 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 and the rest. And of it's so, not, and you can't play off off TV so, on the Wii U. Uh, oh, the good point. Yes, very good point. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, it just fits my lifestyle, and it, and it's a fantastic game. And it, you know they've made the, the improvements, oh, yeah. and yeah, no. So Splatoon 2 has definitely been taking up the majority, I think, of my time right now. Um, the online matchmaking is pretty good. It's fast, you know. It's a solid game, um, and it's funny the uh, to go off on a slight tangent. Sorry, uh, it was funny the whole uh, ketchup versus mayo thing was that was wonderful. I I, I kind of saw the build up online. I didn't really understand or really care about it honestly. I saw right. that it was happening. And I, I assumed it was something to do with Splatoon. And I'm like, oh, that's really clever. That's funny. I don't really care, but that's cool. I'm gonna play the game anyway. And it came to that weekend, and I didn't realize it was actually happening that weekend. It was Saturday, I guess, or Friday night, or whatever. I jumped on, wanted to jump into a regular game. Um, and it goes, nope, you need to choose mayo or ketchup. And I'm like, oh, wow, oh. it's forcing me. I had no yeah. idea. Um, so I chose a side, jumped in. Which one did you choose? I, <laughs> I was mayo. All right. Um, All right. Just because a few we of my friends I saw online were choosing it, and that was the only reason. Yep. I saw a few people that yep. I knew were choosing it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll choose the same as though. I'll be a sheep, whatever, I don't care. Um, there you go. Just and, like Casey did. And we ended <laughs> yeah. up winning, I guess. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, that's so, it, and then oh my gosh, people online were so salty about it. It was amazing. That's <laughs> why so I really, I kind of added some salt to that wound as well, and kind of like rubbed it in a little bit, which was super fun. It was a re- so that was a, and I, <laughs> from a community marketing standpoint, that was a really fun event to be a part of. That was really well, really cool. It, I mean, and I, I think you you mentioned you sent out a tweet about how how, how great you, right you were saying the marketing, like how you have people. Uh, marketing their game for them on social media like crazy and Mm -hmm. that's such a great idea and it's something that it's like oh my goodness I've been tricked (laughs) I've been tricked into their marketing but it's like no I haven't because it's really fun and it's a great idea you know so the screenshots the hashtags everything yeah it just and so it's so clever. easy to like that's what i really like about the switch so much is just how fast everything is um because yeah. thinking back to the wii u like i love the miiverse the idea of the miiverse but it was just like so annoying to load it up jump you know what i mean with the switch even just mm-hmm. take a screenshot i can post it to twitter in like 10 seconds and i can get back yeah. right into the game lightning fast super fun and i love that when you went into the uh what do you call it? The street, well, you know, in, in, yeah, Inkolo- in Inkopolis or whatever. Inkopolis. They yeah, Inkopolis, exactly. And there's a rave going on. There's a party. There's like lights. Yeah. They're up there. They're doing their <laughs> yeah. rap thing. And I'm like, I'm zooming in, check them out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually an event. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That was so fun to be a part of. Like, this is. I was like, well done. This is exactly, exactly. the way it should be. Created an event. Yes. Yeah. Very, and it very takes fun the, to be a part the least interesting game mode and makes it a lot of fun for a day. Yeah, I, I love that game mode. That's the only, the only game mode I play. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, you're a turf we, war yeah. man. We, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, have you ever it, have you played the others the others duels? I played a single player game where things come out of the 
sea and you have to kill salmon them and, run? oh the salmon uh, run is it is, is it salmon run i guess it is i, I can't even remember i played it briefly and i'm like this that was fun but they that's not why i play splatoon so i'm like i'll wait until mario <laughs> odyssey comes out to play that kind of game you know i was oh, like gotcha, eh. gotcha. you know what you need like, to do you need to go in there with a group of friends and like especially okay. on skype and it's oh, it because then you get a lot of teamwork last. and you get those like all right I need to, well, we need we need to set that up yes so yeah, i need yeah, to join you guys on that and we need to do that all right, cancel the podcast. Well. Let's go, boys. Yep, Let's yep. go. <laughs> Let's end this. If they let us play. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. That's the one thing. Yeah. And that's that's the only thing. See, the cool the cool thing, Jules, is you can be very positive about the game because if you only play Turf War, then, then everything's golden for you all the time. You can match up with your friends whenever mm-hmm. you want. And and it's always there and playable except for plat- – you know, but then if any other mode – you know, salmon runs not available all, mm. all the time, and uh, and that literally, I mean, it's been at least four or five nights with me and Casey or other, where it's just ruined what we've wanted to do, and we have to end up, and we have three people, and we can't, you know, for, in the original Splatoon, you can have three people and team up, and go against people online, and you can't do that anymore on league, on the league oh, mode. Okay. We took that out, so it's only two. So we end up having to do now in Salmon Run. You can team up with three, and then they add a fourth person. Like it's the most obvious thing in the world. But <laughs> right. You cannot do that on League Mode because you can't play League Mode single player. So they uh, can't add a single player in there. Hmm. Um, it's just a mess, you know, a convoluted mess. But it, yeah, but it, and that's is, is hidden like gameplay. I was going to say that's hidden between like or behind like five to six hours of grinding up to a certain level to even be able to exactly. play. Wow. Exactly. But so yeah. it's just yeah. So yeah. they've had interesting decisions, yeah. but obviously it's still one of my favorite games of all time. Seriously. Yeah, it, it's it's so clever because um, like there'll be sometimes yeah. when you you I mean for me anyway sometimes where I'm in the mood for going out there you know and and um, attacking people you know and taking them out you know you know mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're in your mood for you know what i'm just gonna just ink the ground and not worry so much about the other players you know um or right. sometimes you do a little bit of both so it, it really kind of it suits a lot of modes whereas you know the traditional online multiplayer deathmatch or whatever is just like just kill everyone you know whereas this has more right. depth to that ironically oh, for totally. such a simple kind cute fun game it has more depth when it suits more moods which is fascinating yeah, and like I think one of the big parts also with the depth is, is the, the like, the skirmishes you have with people where if you run into someone and suddenly it's almost like okay now it's one on one you're uh-huh. hiding in yeah. ink, you're jumping you're trying to figure out am I gonna run away am I gonna shoot them mm-hmm. it's I mean yeah. like those little one on one things very are, tense. are yeah awesome it yeah is. try and bait them out mm-hmm. and and, and I. Oh, go ahead, Casey. Well, I was just going to say, I, and Perry always has to remind me when we're playing, like, just stay alive, because, like, it's so, like, of course you want to go get that kill, but if you get killed, man, that really hurts the team so bad. Like, like yeah, you said, you can't, get, mm-hmm. you can't jump to them. Or you can't ink, or you can't do anything, you know? Yeah. It's so much yeah. more so important to ink than it is necessarily to get those kills, but, yeah. God, it's so I've sad. I've learned that as well. A lot of times, I'll... I'll, 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 you know, squid away from a from an encounter if I'm not quite if I yeah, if I'm not full ammo I'm just not I'm, I know I'm not going to win I'll just like slither away and then kind of oh, that's then, the, the most amazing thing is you can do. find you know a different angle to attack them from or at least you can just ink you know spray some more stuff somewhere else it's, yeah it's way more effective so I'm slowly learning learning 
those strategies because I didn't really have much time with it on the Wii U version. So for me, this is kind of like the beginning in a way for me. And uh, and I always for suck. Sure. I'm always the lowest points on my team. But I'm like, whatever, I'm trying. <laughs> hey, as long as you're having fun, who cares about those other Jimbo? Yeah, totally. Super fun. Yeah. Ah, such a good game. I, I swear that I heard... And this might, I don't know if it was Miyamoto or some, some higher up at Nintendo. I thought it was Miyamoto, but they were working on this game and they didn't have the idea of swimming in the ink. They, they were just working with the idea of turf war. Of, like a paintball and then, game. And then Miyamoto came in and said, hey, they should be able to swim in the ink. And like, so they were literally making this game without that idea. And I, I know I heard that somewhere from that totally someone. opens it up, yeah. I mean, that's but it's just like that's the big component. part. That's the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, could you imagine? Fun, yeah. Coming into the office the next day and they're like, "Look at what we added!" It's like, oh yeah. my god, this changes everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's built into the the reloading of the ammo. Obviously, I mean, it really they really integrated it perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, very good, very good, but. Uh, we should move on. Uh, I know you got a little a little goodie for your Switch, Jules. Uh, what what goodie? Sorry, well I'm I'm not on the same plane as you right now. What goodie do I have? <laughs> oh yes, my okay. my arcade cabinet. There you go. About? Yes, I'm on, yes, I'm now I'm on the yes. same page. I'm like, what goodie? What am I, what am I missing? What am I missing? <laughs> well, what did yeah, I do? Well, I, well, I tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. I tweeted out asking people because um, I was using the built-in flip stand or whatever you call it on the back of the Switch to play. Um, and that. That's not great, you know. That wasn't really working. Yeah, for me. no. So I'm that's like, not... all right, I need to find a better solution for this. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. So, um, so anyway, I tweeted out, you know, didn't want to give recommendations for a stand, and people were suggesting the Kid Icarus one, which I tried, but it's not the right angle for me. It's kind of more laid back, so that didn't really work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just the 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 official. Uh, stand the official switch stand which i got and it's good it's a good angle it's solid i do like it it's a nice stand um so i did use that for a little bit um but then someone else said hey check out my arcade cabinet and i'm like what are you talking about and they sent me a photo god i wish i knew who it was now i need, I need to look at my twitter history i'm not not prepared at all for this anyway <laughs> okay. they sent a photo of their there is a mini arcade cabinet and you know, with a switch in it i'm like what the heck is that and it's like, it looks like a legit <laughs> coin op with an arc, you know, and I'm like, what? Um, so I looked on Amazon, it's $15. I'm like, all right, I'll order that. And it got here and, and, um, and it, it, it's, it, it, it's basically, um, thin pieces of wood cut out with the laminated kind of black, I don't know, paint or what laminate or whatever on the outside. Um, so it was really kind of light and flimsy when I first got it. And obviously it's in separate pieces. And you have to put it together. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know how good this is going to be but when you <laughs> yeah. when you put it together and then you put and it has rubber bands that you put on the pieces of wood that kind of like jut out through the slots so when you put it all together and put the rubber, rubber bands on it which sounds odd but when you put it all together it's really solid it really fits together well and then you can just slide your switch screen from the top into it and it sits like a perfect arcade machine you're like oh my gosh um no, and you, v- you vertical can, or horizontal uh horizontal um okay, gotcha. and you can um plug in the power uh, from beneath if you need to um, if you need that um, and uh, it yeah it works really really well um, it's, it's amazing so that's I'm actually I have it in there right now I mean that's what I use um, all the time now it's awesome and uh, yeah no it's perfect <laughs> that's sweet yeah it's incredible so now I'm gonna make some custom stickers and try and make it look all awesome and stuff but yeah it's pretty it up a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly 
I know. I, I feel like that there's such a cool idea that some some game company can do, right? Can can release a limited edition something like this, right? Like uh, to, for an arcade collection or like you for know, like Namco, Namco Museum. Yep, that's totally. what I was yeah. thinking. Wouldn't yeah. that been perfect? Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's a such a cheap edition. thing. I mean, it's fifteen dollars, right. so it's like wow. If you just add a license to that and maybe bump it up to twenty dollars, people would totally buy it. It's like if it has built-in decals for the game of your choice, whether whatever that might be. Um, oh my gosh, amazing, you know? Or better yet, ones that you could stick onto an existing one. But yeah, really, really nice. I, I recommend it to anyone. It's Anyway, that's what I use. Because then I can have my uh, Joy-Cons, you know, plugged into my charge grip um, and have this thing just sitting in the arcade machine. Um, yeah, that's perfect. It's just sitting there like a little, my own little coin op sitting on my desk. It's crazy. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's like I, I, I didn't it. even know this existed in my life, and now I don't know how I live without it. And here it is, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You got to play some Neo Geo games on that. Yeah. Uh, Telesonic in there is really neat. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm sure we'll get to this later, but a certain muddy game in there looks quite quite nice, oh. too. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. sort of to go along the lines of the arcade, I actually just picked up that play stand, which I think is what you were talking about before. Um, I think it's the Hori. Yeah, the Hori, but I think oh, it's yeah. like officially mm-hmm. licensed by Nintendo. Yeah. And yeah, I have it as well. Yeah, it's I nice. just picked it up today because I saw uh, Don Koopman. He like posted a picture of it with the Switch vertical and like was playing Pac Man mm. and Dig Dug and stuff. So I was like, oh, yep. man, I need to do That's that. True. Yeah, it's perfect for that too. <laughs> so I, I've got now I've got the stand and now I'm sort of fighting the urge like. I, hold off, you've got other games to play right now. Don't pick up Namco <laughs> Museum just yet. But there's like a yes. 60% chance after this recording. <laughs> we'll see if it goes up or down, but like it's at 60% that's going to be picked up tonight. I like nice. that honest percentage. Yeah, because it's, like, yeah. it's like I know I'm, I'm, I'm not completely sold yet, but it's definitely in favor of, you know? Oh, like play some Dig Dug. That'd be great. Vertical. Pac-Man. Mm. Pac-Man versus. Because I, I tried to. Uh, some think it's of my rising Neo... up to seventy percent as you yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. The yep. little yep. the meter. It's like <laughs> that's it, boys. I've already got it pre-purchased. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I tried to play some Neo Geo games. Uh, to like you can vert like change it to be vertically displayed, but it doesn't take up the oh. whole screen. It's just like oh yeah, only a little bit. So it it doesn't really okay. make sense, you know. But mm-hmm. so right, then that, right. that's why I was like, well, th- there was that extra 10% from the 50 for Namco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Neo Geo, dang it. <laughs> yes. Now, before we move on, uh, Jules, did you want to talk a little about Sonic Mania? I did get that, I guess, what was that today, right? Yeah, I got that today. Um, man, it's impressive. I mean, I've, I've only played a little bit, but what I've played so far, man, it is super slick. I mean, just everything about it. The the, the animation, there's a few you know, a few extra frames in there, and uh, it's a, bit, a little bit smoother. All of the audio is, like, super... I don't know, it's, it's interesting. Like I was going to say this before, I guess, but it's kind of like they've took the original Genesis sound effects like the source of what made the genesis sound effects 
and then made them beefy and stereo and awesome for the Switch. Like it's like the Switch doing what it can do with that game rather than trying to emulate a Genesis, you know? Yeah, it's like remastered. It sounds amazing. I mean, this. I mean, because I actually put my headphones on while I was playing it for the first time because I know the music is amazing on that first trailer they released. Um, so I wanted to kind of experience that. But yeah, the, the coin sound effects, the just the classic, all the classic sounds that you recognize from that game has been done in such a nice, smooth execution that isn't that gross, you know, weird um, modern interpretation of someone who didn't understand the original. It's like, wow, this is the way they were trying to make it sound back then, but were unable to do so because of just, you know, what the machine was capable of doing. Man, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, and just well, it, it sounds yeah. like what everyone has always wanted, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty like much. What everyone, every Sonic fan that's out there, besides the ones that, that really like the the newer 3D newer <laughs> right. Sonic things, you know, right. they, they are the true Sonic fans. fans but, it's like, yeah. but yeah, the people who yeah. love Sonic One, this is what they want. Yeah, is, is this new game? Yeah, yeah. and What's it's cool. Your... Like they actually have different video options where you can have. By default, it's called clean. I think where there's a slight filtering on the pixels, which I don't understand, but it doesn't look bad. And then there's just none, which I chose. But there's, then there's also the CTR kind of effects, and there's two levels of that. One semi-CTR scan lines, and one that's super scan line. So that, that's pretty neat as well. So you can select those different options for that kind of different style that you wanna wanna see. So they, yeah, they've really gone, gone for it. It's really neat. What's your sort of history with Sonic? Are you, you know, are you a big fan, or is it sort of more curiosity that got you to jump back yeah, in? No, I, yeah, no, I always liked Sonic. Like, I, I'm definitely more of a Nintendo person, generally speaking, and always kind of have been, just because their game design um, philosophy is is so solid, and it has been so consistent over the decades. Um, they really know what they're doing, you know, with, with game design. They start with game design first and then the building blocks rise up from there where Sega was yes. different where it was more like hey art is just as important audio is just as important as gameplay um, marketing is just as important and I respect that <laughs> that's fine um, you know but their game design isn't necessarily their strongest suit it's not bad but everything they fire on all cylinders you know as much as possible and sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss um, but the first Sonic is level one of the first Sonic is incredible, hands down. The music, the artwork, oh, the, music the so whole good. experience of the first level of the first Sonic game is ridiculous. It's unique. It's amazing. It actually gives me shivers even thinking about it. It's really amazing, and I really actually mm-hmm. got to re-experience that when they did the 3D version of, of on on the 3DS. The uh, you know the 3D classics, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. when yep. the M2 yeah, guys did yeah, yeah, yeah. the reimagining of the original Sonic but in 3D stereoscopic 3D not you know 3D polygons stereoscopic 3D on the 3DS so that was really fun to kind of go back and re-experience it again on that and it was like oh my gosh it's so beautiful it's such an amazing artistry and everything about it um, a lot of people will say Sonic 2 is better Sonic 3 is better blah whatever I don't think they ever captured that feeling of stage 1 on Sonic 1 like that music, the visuals, his attitude, everything about that was magic. It was like, wow, how did they do that? And But then no other part of the game 
ever recaptures what they captured there. And then no other game has ever captured that either. I'm not saying Sonic Mania does or does not. I'm not there yet. But that first Sonic experience is just unique and amazing. Um, and Sonic definitely rode that <laughs> for many years, um, oh, yeah. what they achieved there. So, yeah, no, I, have a, I have a lot of love for Sonic. I think it's it was amazing. I really like that we're trying to go for the whole, you know, anti-Mario, you know, the, the, the character with an absolute blood. No, that fast. was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was cute. But, Last processing. But, um, yes, yes, all that. So, um, yeah, no, anyway. So, but no, I, I, so I, I've always liked Sonic, and I got it when it first came out, and yeah. But I... I yeah, like cool. I say, Sonic 2 and all the rest of it and all the ones more recently, I've never really liked any of them. I was really hopeful for Sonic World. Is that what it's called? The Lost World, whatever it's called. Um, on, 3DS. on the Wii U. Well, I got the 3DS, 3DS one, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that first level really, again, has some magic, has some potential. It's like, wow, this is exciting. Um, but then it, you know, then it loses and, you know, yeah. <laughs> then it goes off the rails. Do you, you like the, the yeah. generations or uh, colors? Oh, um, boom. I played some of them boom <laughs> not so much um <laughs> but uh yeah some of them are pretty good but i don't know none of them had that same okay. magic that then that first one for yeah. me um but like yeah. i said i did is it lost world what's it called i can't remember the name but you know you know the one i mean yep, the one i, I mean think whatever so. it's called i think it's lost world yeah that had some a lot of potential but it didn't meet it unfortunately gotcha yeah and apparently the new the uh what's the new one unleashed on sonic oh the yeah, yeah the... who knows I don't know. Apparently, it's kind of fallen on this. I've heard it's it's fallen the same trap. So yeah, we'll see. It's just well, at least yeah. they've got. It seems like they got this right. Yeah, all of the impressions I've seen on Twitter and then reviews and stuff seem to be overwhelmingly positive. Like you said, to throw back to what what people love about Sonic, you know, not trying to yeah. you know do anything too crazy, not not reinvent the wheel, just give a solid Sonic yeah. experience. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 I think the key is is just that sense of authenticity. You know, and the first Sonic obviously had it because the team were making something incredible and they knew it, or they were certainly gunning for it. You know, from the beginning, and they achieved it. You know, like I, I can't. You know, I'm sure that team was very scared, but very uh, excited and, and impassioned and enthused with what they were creating. And then, you know, the end result, you know, was something pretty special. And I think Sonic Mania has that same vibe where it's not contrived you know it wasn't some board of directors you know saying this is what we need to make to please the people kind of thing you can tell there's some real mm -hmm. love in there and some real polish in the right places and it's not like it's not trying to trick you you know it's just it's just love it's just passion it's just good there's just some good stuff in there and you're like yeah cool so you can't help but be like oh that's really neat you know because you can yeah, it's not there as a bullet point or some marketing thing or whatever. It's just like, wow, that's really cool that someone gotcha. did that. Like the smooth frames of animation when this does that or or the audio for that. You're like, wow, that that's really cool. Um, and no, you know, no kind of PR marketing person would necessarily say, hey, we need to put that in the game. So it's yeah, and it's full of that. It's full of sprinkles of that. Even the um, even the menu, especially actually the the uh, the animation, the cinematic is is quite neat. I'm sure that was kind of like a marketing person saying hey we need a fancy animation to begin the anime kind of style animation i'm sure that was the one but at least they got a good team to do it and it's it's quite nice it isn't the typical cheesy horrible uh sonic animation with him talking and trying to be cool it's just a really neat <laughs> animation um of fun it's just more jovial and more kid-like it's just more fun it doesn't take itself seriously and i think that's the key it's just genuine and I think that's where Sega's lost its way in the past, where they just try way too hard and they fail really hard. <laughs> it's just best to just be like, dude, just give it to some people who you trust and let just let them do their thing. Um, right. And that's always the best way to do anything creative. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, and I think Sonic Mania seems to be the result of that, which is which is fun. Yeah, we're we're not big Sonic fans, but yeah, admittedly we are not, but it, we are fine <laughs> with other people hey, that, are, that are Sonic fans. There's a chance right. I might have to be getting picking it up, so. If, uh, well, if you don't like Sonic, then you might like like this because it is very Sonic. You know what? With so, me, with uh, yeah. the problem with Sonic is at least you know I I can't. I, admittedly, I have not put a ton of time into many Sonic games. It's just for me when I play games, it's like I like to check any every nook and cranny. You know, like I, I've yeah. just you know I want to check everything, and then I feel like with Sonic, it's like well, no, you need to go fast and like zip through this level, yeah. and then when you try and yeah. slow down, it doesn't feel very good. You know, and it's like. Well, that's because you're not supposed to, and it's like ah, no, that's I totally how I play. Yeah, agree with you, and and that's that is a that is a, the problem with Sonic, and it's the problem with Sonic One. It's the problem with Sonic Mania. It's it, that is the problem with Sonic. Exactly what you just said. It's designed to go yeah. fast, but the game won't let you. Exactly, and it's the same problem is there. So, yeah, <laughs> this doesn't solve that problem. Um, <laughs> right. It's still there. Yeah. Well, I know that that there's that Wii U game. Uh, that it's like an ode to Sonic, right? Yeah, oh, I, Freedom uh, Planet. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah I didn't play it much. Bundle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't play much either because exactly what you just said, where I played through it and it's like, well, I'm just playing right through this level and like this is just, it's easy and fast and it's just not satisfying. It's like, yeah. I feel like I'm missing everything mm-hmm. and I'm just going through the level. And I'm yeah. like, what's the point, you know? And And if the point is to stop and check everything out, then... It's not. It doesn't work well that yeah, way. It, so, it is yeah. an oxymoron. I mean, Sonic really is an oxymoron. It is. It's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a tough one, and that's where Mario yeah. and games like that do so well. Where it's, it's a good pace. It's perfect controls. You want to go off and venture because there's no negative to do that. Whereas in Sonic, there kind of is a negative to do that because you want to go fast and slopes don't right. allow you to walk back up them as fast as you went down them. And there's a lot of things that that psychologically and actually. Uh, work against you um, and wanting to explore right. in Sonic and yeah you know but it, it is what it is yeah well, right well when you get in, but like when you are going and you're going on the loop-de-loop and you hit all those rings and and you're jumping and it, it feels really good right it does so it's, yeah it's a, it's a bunch of highs and too so yeah anyway. it's a tough one definitely I um, well here's here's one good thing I, this is definitely the longest we will probably ever ever talk about Sonic on this podcast. <laughs> uh, funny. Well, I have been told you about the Sonic episode we have planned down the road. So uh, wow. <laughs> the Sonic Boom episode. Yeah. We're gonna play every well, single Sonic game and then just rank them. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and right. then I'm gonna kill myself. Right. No, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but Casey, uh. You went to this really cool thing on the old Long Island. Yes. Um, so actually, it happened last year. They, the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo was looking for volunteers. And, you know, this was before we had the podcast or anything or affiliated with the site. And I was just sort of looking, like I was looking for people who liked playing games. You know, like there weren't a lot of people like my friends who were really into games or anything. So I sort of by myself in that sense you know like of course I go online and, mm-hmm. and read stuff but like and listen to podcasts but I didn't actually have like an outlet of actually talking to people about it you know or at least people who mm-hmm. actually really cared <laughs> so I like I applied and I didn't hear back for a while and I was like all right whatever and then a couple months later they got back to me and I ended up going in uh, sort of you know, running the panel room, you know, introducing the uh, panelists and just sort of making sure everything went, you know, on time and that, you know, they were all 
you know, sort of welcomed in, you know, wa- fresh water bottles, you know, the whole bit. So uh, this year... He, he was their butler. Yes, I, yeah, I was... I was the whipping boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this year again, you know, they, they're doing it, and it was actually much bigger this year. They We got a new venue, and it was a two-day expo instead of just a, a single expo, a single-day expo. So, you know, the scope was much bigger, and uh, I was actually, like, promoted to a captain slot, which was pretty cool. So I was actually Ooh. sort of in charge of that theater, and... We got, like, last year we had, um, I don't know if you guys know, like, the uh, Cheap-Ass Gamer, you know, the CAG cast? Yeah. They came last year, so that, you know, they were, like, the big guys coming, which was pretty cool, you know? So, uh, this year, they, they came back, but they also got a couple other pretty big, um, big-time people. Yeah, like, for instance, I don't know if either of you guys have heard of the 8-Bit guy. He is a, a YouTuber. Mm. I, I personally hadn't sure. heard of him beforehand. But, um, you know, I think he's got, like, half a million subscribers on YouTube, and he wow. gets, like, really in-depth on, like, old computers and old technology and sort of how it works and stuff. So he actually kicked us, kicked it open uh, for the panels, which was pretty cool, you know. And then, uh, you know, we also had, like I said, the CAGS cast was there, Retronauts was there, which is, you know, I think everyone, even if you don't listen to Retronauts, you, you sort of have an idea of who they are. And uh, so that yeah. was, you know, that was pretty wild to meet those guys. Um, and, you know, a couple other throughout the, the weekend. And it was just pretty cool because, I mean, like I said, now that I've, you know, we do the podcast, it's sort of like seeing them, like sort of knowing more about it and like setting up the audio. And like uh, it was at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. So it's like this, it's this big, big open area with like fighter jet and all sorts of aviation things around and then like That's amazing and then they had like tv lines of crt tvs hooked up with old games going in tournaments and cabinet you know arcade cabinets so it's it's pretty cool experience um unfortunately i was locked away in the theater so i didn't really get to see much of that but the mm-hmm. theater was like this huge uh it was an imax theater so it was sort of weird um setup like the panel was down there and like if you've ever been in the IMAX, it goes up pretty steep, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, there was like 300 or over 300 seats there. So it was like, that was the only, only bad thing is like last year we had a much smaller room. So, you know, it packed out pretty, pretty good for the bigger podcasts. But even with like Retro Knots and the CAGCast and the 8 bit guy, it didn't look very filled, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, by virtue of just being so many seats. But, yeah, right. I mean, overall, the it, it went really well. You know, like the guests all said they had a great time. Um, you know, we I was able to keep it running pretty pretty smoothly, which was nice. And uh, Good job, Case. Yeah, we, like I, I was telling Perry, we might, uh, we might just have a panel next year if we're lucky. Oh, fun, man. <laughs> awesome. Which, you know, yeah. would be just insane because, I mean, I would never, ever have expected to be like, yeah, I'm going to do a live panel for the po- right. like, with my podcast. You know, when we started this up, it was just sort of like, hey, we, we're both big nerds. Let's talk about games. <laughs> That's the perfect yeah. reason to begin, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love this. I will do this. Exactly. Passion. Uh, that was called the Long Island Retro Expo? That's Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Retro Gaming Expo. 
concert, but it's on Long Island. Yep. So you got to go to New York. Good old New, New York. York. Yep. Uh, good old Garden City, Long Island. Yeah. No, <laughs> How like far a, away is that from where you are, Casey? Uh, from where I am, that's about, like, it was like a 25-minute drive. Not too bad. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Not bad, not bad oh at all. <laughs> I was expecting yeah, a few that's hours. That's how far least. I go to work today. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, yeah. If if you want to go from like one end of Long Island to the other, from like you know right where Brooklyn is to Montauk, which is the eastmost you know fork, um, it's probably about three hours. You know, okay. so it, it's not terribly oh long to actually goodness. go all the way across Long Island if you have to, and like from north to south, it's maybe right. like half hour, forty minutes. You know, nice. if you okay. from the well, north that's, that's to the south. That's very manageable. Shore. Yeah, that's nice. Very cool. Yeah, wow. yeah, Fun, we man. luck out. It's not too bad. It's just the prices suck. <laughs> That's the only thing. Everything's so expensive. In Long Island, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. I'm, I'm trying to convince Casey to move into my town. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> I live, like, right next to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so everything is so cheap here. And so... <laughs> well, yeah, after... It's just funny. Like, every time you mention something, I'm like, you know... Yeah. If you lived here, <laughs> you, you know, know like, um, like setting you guys, up mics and stuff. Are you guys familiar with Turok on the N64? I imagine you are. Yes, yeah. Okay. So, you yeah. know uh, David Denspear? Do you know that name? That uh, doesn't ring a bell for From me. the N64 days. So, he was the director of, of Turok. I mean, he, he was very instrumental in making Turok Turok. Uh, he was called Mr. Turok at the time. He was doing lots of press, and you know, he's a great guy, a good friend of mine. Um, and he, you know, he made Turok basically. He was the project director. He was the okay. lead designer. He, he, you know, he was a producer. He we really pushed it, that and Turok too. Anyway, he lives in in Nebraska too. He uh, used to be down oh. here in Austin, Texas, and he's but he's from Nebraska, and he went back there uh, a couple of years ago. So he's that's where he is. Now. I think it might be Omaha as well, actually. I'm not sure though. Well then, but, um, I live five minutes away from him. You know what's so, so uh, yeah, funny? So he's it's, up there. He's a good guy. Wherever Perry lives in, in Iowa, it seems like there's a huge Nintendo fan contingency there. It's like yeah, we have like four people on we the have website. Like four people on staff, like within like an hour, just <laughs> randomly. We don't know each other, <laughs> but right. like yeah, on at Nintendo World Report, there's like four people. It's funny. So. Something in the crazy. water that but no, you should look up David. He's a good guy. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you probably live like five million miles away from each other, but whatever. But if it is uh, convenient, yeah, um, I will. He's a good guy, and he has a great history um, in in doing games and stuff. And uh, yeah, he's he's right there, dude. So he's a good oh, guy. Man. man, we can just do totally. a live podcast. <laughs> totally. There Boom. you go. I'm well, sure yeah. love it. He's, yeah. And he's a very personable, super nice guy. He would love it. He's really good at that, and he knows games. He's a good person. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd enjoy hanging out with him. Okay, I'm gonna do it. So David Densbeer. So don't. Yeah, just look up the right. guy who made Turok, and his picture and his name will come up in no time. I'm sure. Yep, yep. I, I already did I mean, that. So <laughs> I, I feel like you didn't. I mean, you didn't say you worked on Turok, right? Turok Two. I did some levels for Turok Two, uh, multiplayer levels for Turok Two. Very insignificant, honestly. Um, I didn't do much. Um, I can't take any credit okay. for how awesome Turok and Turok Two is. Um, yeah, I didn't have right. much to do with them. Yeah. Now. I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong. There is something, I mean, Retro Studios, right? Mm -hmm. is, They're in Austin. It has to do with, has to do with Turok, right? Um, like there's some so, connection. So Iguana Entertainment, which made Turok, uh, that was a studio started by Jeff Spangenberg, um, and that you know that's where I used to work, and that's where Turok was made, and lots of games were made there. Um, okay. Jeff 
left well and then Iguana was bought by Acclaim and became Acclaim Studios Austin um, and okay. then Jeff left Iguana Acclaim um, and started Retro with a bunch of people oh. from Acclaim Iguana and, and basically then started you know started it all over again and struck up a deal with Nintendo almost immediately if not literally immediately so they were like immediately in bed with Nintendo and, and basically a, an official you know Nintendo independent studio whatever that means um yeah, uh, so it's very much a, a lot of people from. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people from Iguana slash Acclaim Studios Austin went to start that studio. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, connection. So there, yeah. So do you ever eat some prime rib with the retro guys? <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of really good friends that have been there or are still there. Um, I don't know a lot of people there. I don't. I mean, they're up north Austin. I'm in South Austin, so I, I don't. You know see them much gotcha. um but i have i've had some really good friends very close friends to mine actually that have worked there or do work there um that i i chat with now and then but they are so secretive it's ridiculous i always give them a hard time about it like i don't care i'll talk about what i'm working on because right. that's fun they're so secretive right. they have like they have the fear oh, yeah. in them man they cannot talk about it because they could lose their job and well, it's like yeah. fair enough i get right. it but i will still try and get that out of you <laughs> i don't yeah. care so what you're talking about is it a new donkey Kong? is it new metro what are you doing um, but uh, but they never tell me. They they are trained good, man. They never tell me. It's incredible. They know they can trust me, but they know it's just not even worth risking it. They're like, nope. Just in case you're wearing a wire right now, I will not say anything. Well, you so, just wow. need to go over there with like a, an 18 pack, and then just uh, you'll you'll pretend to drink a bunch yeah, of beers. Yeah. And when they pass out, you just run me through the computer and find out find you out all the beers. Oh, I thought, I thought they'll even have say, get them drunk, so. like I don't know if they have this now, but in the past they'll even have part of the company that's unaware of what another part of the company is working on. That's how serious they are about keeping yeah. secrets. It's like, wow. Isn't that weird? It's like, it's like C- it's CIA like, level. Like, what's the big, <laughs> like, what, like, what's the big reason? Like, it's not a big deal, right? If someone knows you're working on, like, a game. Yeah, but like, I guess they, I think, they, I think they Nintendo, know they... I don't know. Nintendo are masters at PR, you know? I mean, they make some mistakes, but, yes, they are. but they're masters at it. And I think part of that is, is choosing the right time and the right way of disseminating that information. And they don't want it getting out under without their control. Yeah, because, like, look at, look at Mario, versus Mario plus Rabbids, you know? When per- people first heard of that, they were, like, up and arm, like, what a stupid idea. This game's going to be terrible, you know? And I'm sure... That worked right. out perfect. Oh, well, them. it ended up working out all right, but I'm sure... I, I think it ended up working... Didn't start well. Magical. Though, it? <laughs> yeah. They, it would everyone have freaked out like crazy if that if they announced that at E three F. I feel like you know. But what I if mean? they coupled that, that with that awesome gameplay, you know, immediately it'd probably take a little time to swallow. Like, all right, this is still a really weird concept, but the game yeah. looks amazing. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, totally, totally. But I agree with you what you're saying though, Perry. Like sometimes expectations are the maker and breaker of things, as I totally believe. So I think with that, they could have, if they were smart, it would have been interesting to yeah release this kind of silly somewhat negative like the people are really have making fun of that poor little um i want to say minion but are they rabbit that's right rabbit oh, yeah. dressed up as princess <laughs> yeah. peach like, oh, the super, like loads of fun of that became a meme yeah. a meme in no time uh super yeah. negative but yeah then they kind of turned it around so that it probably did help him in some way go from a negative to a positive <laughs> rather than a you know trying I think to be a positive yeah. immediately i mean well because you hear you hear rabbits and yeah. Mario, oh, How could that be like, good? oh no, yeah, and then, 
Yeah, and then, uh, but then you, so it's like you're trying to even fathom what that could mean. You don't see any images, and then, you know, then a few months later, oh, I see what this is, and then, you know, and then they reveal it at E3, and it's like, okay, I was ready for this, and I'm prepared, and this actually looks pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. So. It's always best to kind of go in with low expectations. <laughs> it's always oh, best. Oh, no. Oh, you're preaching to the choir, Jules. Uh, <laughs> that's what we always talk about here. We always talk. That's part of being a, a, a good Nintendo fan. Well, yeah, well not me. Any, even in movies, you know, it's just good to go with low expectations. Like Valerian, you know? I, know. I mean, that had been kind of dogged on a little bit. And, and it's not a great movie, but I enjoyed it. You know, you go in there and you're like, yeah, I'm not expecting much. There's been some bad things said about this. And you go in there like, eh, wasn't that bad? <laughs> that was like Suicide Squad for me. Right. Everyone said oh, that movie God. was Suicide like... Suicide Squad is so bad, dude, though. No, that's just a terrible movie. <laughs> Suicide... See, for me, I, I went in and I, everyone was saying how terrible it was. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be hands down the worst movie I'm ever going to see. And I really right. didn't... Th- like, I didn't... Don't get me wrong. Like, I didn't think it was a great movie yeah. by any means. But I don't think right. it was as bad as everyone made it out to be. God, I can't stand that movie. And I don't, it's not the worst movie ever, for sure, but it's, like, such a stupid movie. So pointless. So dumb. I had no... I just had no... I had no urge to see that movie at all. And I'm a huge super... Yeah. I like superhero movies. Although, it's 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 definitely been... I haven't been into them as much. Like, I still haven't seen well, Doctor yeah. Strange. See, I'm not a superhero fan. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange is pretty neat. Um, I really liked the new Spider-Man. That was good. That was really good. I haven't seen like, any of those... Actually, it's funny because Suicide Squad is one of the few superhero movies I have seen. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't like superhero movies. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, did you guys watch the Sony um, E3 conference thing, whatever you call it? Oh, yeah. That game... No, I didn't. Uh, I I thought the, pre- like, the reveal was pretty bad, actually, just because I thought they just kept showing gameplay like, like it was super exciting. I'm like, this looks cool, but... I feel like they ramped it on for a really long time, but it was on for a long time. You're right. It was like, I'm like, all right, we get it. I think <laughs> can, we can go into yeah. the next game. now. Yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be one of those games that like, I mean, I don't think I'll personally pick it up and play it, but I bet you once you get your yeah. hands on, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Just like, you know, shooting and like drifting throughout the entire yeah. city. I mean, just as a developer, I was just like trying to think about, the sheer manpower that went into making that thing. I was like just blown away by just the level of detail on Spider-Man himself was ridiculous. It was like, wow, you can see probably like the thread on his, his suit. It's like, he's so detailed, uh, just the, the model. Um, and just how fluid the animation was um, with the gameplay. And it's just like, oh my gosh, the amount of work that went into this game is intense. Um, but it comes off as a nice, nice, fun, simple arcade action game or whatever. But, but I was like, I was kind of blown away by just how well they executed that. I was like, oh my god, I, I wouldn't want to work in a game on like that. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun to make. But um, I know that's that was super I impressive. Like, yeah. though. I mean, and that's Naughty Dog, right? Who did um, that? Um, no. Oh, that's. No, sorry. Um, Insomniac. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think that game's gonna. Those. But yeah, it looks that god, game's looks impressive. Cool. Especially since that's going to be one of the games, like, now that the, you know, uh, PS4 Pro's out, I bet you they're really mm. going to make that game look insane. With, oh, yeah, 4K, uh, like 4K blah, blah, blah. and all that. Exactly. That's why it's super high res, exactly, because it has to look amazing on... I mean, it's it's better than movie quality, basically. It's, like, ridiculous. Anyway, incredible. It's really... I was just kind that's of, exciting. like, awed by 
where we are just in production and technology. I mean, I'm not that interested in being in that, but I'm, I'm awed by it. It's like, wow. I mean, just right. that's, that's a machine, man, that, that can do that. It's like, that's incredible. That's where we are now. Like, that's what we can do with games. It's like, man, that's, that's amazing. It's, it's good. It's great. Really, and it's really funny cool. you think for, back to like just yeah. how game changing you know Super Mario sixty four was where you're like it'll never get better than this are you kidding me you know and now it's like <laughs> geez but enough. it's interesting though like part of me thinks in some ways it hasn't though which is interesting like Mario sixty four <laughs> is I don't know if it's sixty frames a second but it certainly felt like it I'm pretty sure it is, um, but it's super slick. But the the way they executed the control of Mario running around, in some ways, still hasn't been captured, even by Mario himself. Um, like you know, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy is probably closer, um, but it's like ah, oh, it's pretty unique what they pulled off with that game. And they've never done a game like that again, where you go into a world and you're like you pick, you know, you choose this star. I'm going to do this star. Um, but it's the same level, you know. But the level changes a little bit to, to to facilitate that, and then you go back into the same level and choose a different star. Now it's slightly different, but basically the same. They've never done a game like that again, really, have they? I don't think I have, unless I'm completely forgetting something. But um, I really liked the way they appro- approached that. That was very difficult to design a game like that, and I thought that was really clever that they pulled it off. But the nice thing is, the reason they did that was because the N64 cartridges could only hold so much stuff. And they can only do so much in memory. They probably had, only had so much time. So it was a nice classic case of limitations dictating the design, and they pulled off a pretty beautiful thing um, in spite of that. It's actually funny That's that Nintendo. you mentioned like the limitations because uh, one of the panels at the expo was um, his name was Brandon Bailey, and he did like a he was doing a um, a panel on old you know chip tunes and the music and stuff and how the limitations. Mm. And yet they were still managed these incredible soundtracks that are just, you know, like yeah. still unrivaled today. You know, you go back mm-hmm. and you listen to Chrono Trigger in, you know, Final Fantasy totally. 3 and all these games. And it's just like, you know, yeah. it's incredible what they were able to achieve. Like you said, when you when you have strict limitations, it's I think that's really where you get to see the creativity of people, you know, making things work that, you know, probably shouldn't. I agree. I yep. Totally, and that's why I like doing the retro stuff is because it, it forces you to, it's a challenge, you know, to try and meet, to make something that's even half decent <laughs> with those limitations. It's fun to try and do that. And yeah, exactly. And, and it's just yeah. fun, and it works well. Yeah. That's the thing with, with you know, 2D stuff too, so, yeah. and, and, you know, old school gaming, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. speaking of Spider-Man. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and come back with the eShop Roundup. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so segway. Let's do that. Segway. <laughs> Alrighty, and we are back, and it is time. Yes, it is that time of the week. It is for the eShop Roundup. The eShop Roundup. Yeehaw. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Go. Perry, why don't you kick us off here with the old Wii right, U well, download? That's right. There's two games that came out on the Wii U download, and they're both virtual console games for the TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Amazing. Konami. is. I think they're both from Konami. Um, uh, first one is Soldier Blade. Which is a really, it's a shooter. It's for five ninety nine. I mean, it looks like 
a shooter for sure. Uh, I, I have here. This is what the game says. It's you're you're in SIA, uh, which means Special Interception Air Force pilot. So you're a pilot, um, and uh, it has new features such as the gun body option for avoiding enemy attacks. Mm. Sounds pretty cool, huh? And the burst out system, which has a different effect depending on your power up level. I've heard about that burst out system. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all. That's all we could talk about back on the playgrounds. Rev- cool. Revolutionary, but really. Yeah. I also noticed that on the title I need screen. To check that out. If, if you look on the title screen, it looks like, like, because it's like Soldier Blade, so you're playing like as a soldier type thing, mm. like like the Special Interception Air Force. You're like a flying, oh. obviously, you're a pilot, so you're flying a... It, sorry, it's soldier. a, yeah, it's a, it's a flying shooter. It's a... It's like a mech? Yeah. Yeah, like a, yeah. Okay. And uh, the, the mech on it looks like Shovel Knight. That's awesome. I just, I thought that looked kind of... Crossover. Awesome. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's funny, because that cool crossover they did with... Uh, you know, Blaster uh, Master. Yeah, that was, that was impressive, so cool. right? So but cool. Both that and Shantae, I was like blown away at the unique abilities those characters had in that game. I'm like, wow, they really did it right. Amazing. Yep. It's like, gosh, that was a lot of effort. Gotta get Max on there. Right? That'd be neat. Man, wouldn't that be so cool? Oh, that'd be, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. That'd be nice. It would work so well, too. It would. It fun. really would. He has a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be neat. You know what would be fun? I've always, like, sorry, total segue. I, I can come back to this. No, no, no problem. I actually need to go on. No but, problem. Um, but I remember, like, how cool would Max be in um, Splatoon? Because he has water. So you have one side that has ink, the other side that has ink. He has neither. He has water. So you go in there, you're just a nuisance washing people's ink away. Yeah, tell me that isn't like oh, written right that there. That sounds that amazing. That is written in the stars right there. It has oh to be. man, that'd be people you you, like everyone would gun for him because he's just yes. the son of a gun messing everything you, you up. You just have water, so you're just messing everyone up. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. How cool would that be? I love be? it. Anyway, that could be sorry. its own mode. Yeah, I know that'd be so cool. And they'll just probably just put like Mario or something in there with a the flood or something, something lame like that. Boom. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if they did that. Well, each like, team has lame. one. One, like, one gets Mario with true. the flood. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets it, it, it is to too go. perfect, though. Someone in there with really water is. washing everything away, that would be such a nuisance mode. It'd be awesome. It'd be so fun. Know, Maybe he cleans up like... after matches. He's like, oh, they god dang painted it all again. <laughs> He's the janitor. <laughs> He's like, oh. That'd be hilarious. He's the one that hoses it off every yeah. day. Yeah, there you go. And then and then he's fed up with it. So then he starts. Yeah, he messing starts up the games. Yeah, pesky kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, it'd have to be Max. Like he's like an old man. Yeah. You're right. Or Granny, I guess. Yeah. There we go. You have to have the Granny. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Just like That's convinced perfect. this mud. That's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, Casey, you want to take the next game? Sure, another TurboGrafx-16. This one is Final Soldier for $5.99. And uh, if you couldn't guess, it's another shooter. Um, Looks sort of similar to Soldier Blade, but, you know, sort of like most shooters generally have that same same look, though. uh, Every other shooter ever. And a, a note here that Perry's got is there is no Shovel Knight. On the title screen, <laughs> so it's so. missing that that feature. <laughs> so yeah, therefore, I, I mean, it's the pretty clear winner is Soldier Blade. If you're right. going to pick I one mean, of the it, two, <laughs> it didn't say if it's a se- I'm, I assume it's a sequel. I right? mean, there's I mean, definitely some exactly suggestions like there. But you have to wonder, like, what they're <laughs> thinking when they release them back to back like that. Like, who? I mean, because I think that you said it was Konami, so I wonder if it actually is Konami 
or if it's Nintendo, I don't know, but but it's right. interesting. At least two games back to back, same price, basically scavenging off of each other. It's like who's gonna buy both? I guess someone might. I don't know. Well, that weird. was we've had that before where it was like, oh look, it's Street Fighter week, and they release like four different yeah. classic Street Fighter games, and it's like, well, it seems like such a shame. It's like, yeah, exactly. That happened in the 3DS, right, in the Virtual Console. And yeah, it was like, what's going on? Like one of them was really bad. I don't know which one it was though. One of them, was, like I think it was Alpha, it was awful. Um, and I got one of them was amazing. I'm not sure. I think it was the Turbo one. Anyway, but uh, yeah, exactly. Release a bunch of the same things at once. It's like, dude, what you just you just sabotaging your own sales. I don't know. I guess well, the shotgun just, effect. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it also is what August 2017. So <laughs> yeah, they're on the Wii U. Yeah, I, I, I'd love True. to see like, the sales why are these figures even existing on here. Yeah. I, know, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the graphics PC engine because I, I never got to experience it when it came out, and I kind of wish I had. It's such an awesome oh, little yeah. machine, such a weird little unique game. It's definitely its own flavor. Gorgeous game. Uh, it really, they really are. They're very unique, awesome kind of, awesome 16-bit looking stuff. Really nice looking stuff. Um, so I'm kind of glad to see some of this stuff because I, I didn't get to experience it then. But to be honest, I'm not, I'm not buying them though. So I guess it's not working on me. I yeah, know. I, well, I, I know. I bet you what though, if it was on Switch, I would be. I'd be buying them. If it was yeah, on Switch, Switch, I would. Be. I would Were yeah. you? That's yeah. I that's yeah. I know. Such a dead machine. But anyway. Anyway, speaking of Wii U, let's move on to the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I up next? I think I'm up next, aren't I? Yes, yes. All right, I, well, I think it's perfect for you. 3DS download uh, this week or last week or whenever roundup. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories: The Demo. Um, which I did grab. I, 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 I went into this cautiously optimistic. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I played some Monster Hunter. I appreciate it. Don't have the patience for it, but love it. Get it, but don't want it. Sure, um, sure. So I was Me like, but, but Monster Hunter Stories looks gorgeous. Totally up my alley. Totally has that kind of um, Ever Oasis kind of vibe. Kind of, not really, but kind of. Um, so I was like, cool. Is this an RPG? Um... Yeah, I guess. Like, what is it? I guess so. Yeah, I believe you could call it's it that. more. Yeah, isn't it more sp trying to be more like a standard RPG opposed to like the I'm gonna hunt down enemies and like grind for loot? Now, I only played a little bit of it, so I don't know the full thing yet. But I, I jumped in there and I I made my character. I jumped into the town. Um, gorgeous artwork. I mean, the production value is ridiculous. It's like through the roof. The, right. the intro cinematic is amazing. Uh, really, really gorgeous. Um, and, you know, you talk to some characters. There's definitely some dialogue in there. Um, I think it's uh, Japanese voice with um, English um, text, basically, um, which sounds great. It's cool. If you like that, I like it. Um, yeah. And um, it's really well done. It's fun. It's cute. Um, and I didn't actually get to any combat. I don't know what the combat's like, um, but the interface and, and walking around, talking to people and doing stuff is really slick. And I'm like, great, I played enough. I know I'm going to buy it. Uh, this is this is solid. So I just stopped playing the demo and I pre-ordered the game and I pre-ordered. I actually ordered an amiibo, which will be coming actually. I think. Uh, those look so this sweet, week. though. Yeah, I know, those right? amiibos. Yeah, I got are the boy rider on the thing. On the flying oh, yeah. thing, um, but only sixteen bucks though, which is nice. I mean, you know, it's obviously a little bit more pricey than the regular ones, but not too bad. Yeah. And I think it was a Japanese yeah. import. I'm not sure, but I think so. I don't think they've actually been officially released in the U.S. Um, but someone tells me that they'll still work because I don't think Amiibo are region locked. 
but if they yeah, are, who cares? I don't free. know. So, but anyway, either way. Um, but yeah, I ordered that. So no, I'm, I'm I'm definitely all in. It looks really nice. It looks really well done. It's like the amount of effort that's been poured into this is ridiculous. So, anyway, very nice. Well, Good stuff. I, Thumbs up. For I me. looked it up real quick. It is an RPG turn-based combat system. So okay, there we go. It's going to be more akin to your so standard RPG. <laughs> yeah, go. See, but that's see, <laughs> that's what appeals to me. That appeals to me way more. Right, you can than, take it at your own pace. Than the actual Monster Hunter game, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like I and I, I'm interested in, in you know in the story in the world mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah and it has a different really cool art style. And, yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's one game. of the biggest. It's one. Of the, it's like probably like yeah, one of the biggest franchises in Japan for sure. So. And for that game um, to come out at this point in the 3DS's life. Obviously they had no control over it, but this took a long time to make this freaking game for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if we mm-hmm. see it on a different platform because the artwork is ridiculous. The amount of effort that's been put yeah. into it. So surely even just upraising just the resolution alone, you could put up on the Switch and it'd look awesome. Just the same exact game, just on a higher resolution monitor would be like, wow, this looks right. awesome. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see it again, kind of similar to what they did yeah. with um, Capcom. Double did cross. With, well, um, I was thinking um, Resident Evil. Um, Oh, Revelations, oh, okay, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was an amazing game on the 3DS, and then they up oh, resed or did so whatever good. to the other ones. I'm looking oh, forward I to that wait. on the Switch, by the way. That's, I pre-ordered oh, that puppy, too. too. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too, me too. $31.99, please. And the second one. Yeah, it comes with two, right? Yeah. It's a two-pack deal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. The second one's digital. Yeah, that's weird. right. Isn't that odd? Strange. I mean, that's so fine, but that's so odd. I hope it's not like super mega awesome huge gigs that'd be annoying it's like 60 oh gigs. well it's episodic oh right goodness. so i can't imagine you know i mean I, I guess i don't know did you play resident evil 7 jewels i haven't how is it oh Have you? man Ooh. what did you play if, on i played it on ps4 okay. and uh no up? vr sadly i wish oh, um right yeah but no th- that game is awesome man if okay. you really like it's taken oh, okay. you I know probably get that it's got the roots of a classic Resident Evil game with, you hmm. know, the um, quality of life of a game released in 2017, you know? Like, obviously, no right, tank right. controls. They make the change to first right. person, but... You can actually save now and then and stuff like that. Right, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really good game. I would uh, I would recommend it if you'd like Resident Evil. And is it on Xbox as well? I actually don't have a PS4. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Xbox, PS4, and I think PC... Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. yeah, I, I might th- get PC then. I think it's I one of those. Yeah, it came out for everything. I'm, I'm waiting for the Switch version. I, I'm. Oh. Yes. I double I mean, dipped so hard. Yeah, he's already played it, but yeah, he's. he's yeah. Uh, so like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this, and he's like, "I really want Resident Evil 7." I'm like, "Yeah, it'd be cool if they released uh, uh, the Revelations and Revelations 2." You know? <laughs> and then they announced it yep. literally like three Perfect. days later. I'm like, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I, that was great. I, I never finished that on the 3DS. I got pretty far. I enjoyed it, and I don't know, stuff happened. So, um, yeah. so I'm like, oh, cool. Perfect opportunity to get back into it and play it back-to-back one and two. I was like, awesome. Oh, and yeah. it's going to look yeah. so good on the Switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Yes. Such a beautiful game. Uh, it's, now, it's a solid game, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, just a quick thing. I played that on a new 3DS, my XL. Mm-hmm. Because um, I had the you know the circle pad the second circle pad oh yeah and I remember <laughs> I had to play it with a, like a piece of of uh, <laughs> of uh, paper towel on my thumb 
to accurately use that C stick yeah, on the new 3DS. The nub, yeah. The nub. I mean, and it worked okay. Yeah. It's not great yeah, at all. Not. You know. It's really um, not. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you should it's have not. imported the Circle Pad Pro like a real man. Oh, look out. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, know what though, and that is pretty good, but it's a bit yeah, bulky. I know. I, it's yeah. just huge. It's so. It I remember so I huge. played with the Circle Pad it Pro. Is. It's like a Wii U, yeah. and then yeah, I would turns it to like a. Game I know it is like a Wii U. It's funny. I remember yeah. playing that game on my lunch breaks in my car, and it was mm -hmm. so bright out that I'd like have to put like a blanket over my head. So I'm just like <laughs> sitting in my car with a blanket over my head playing Resident Evil nice. <laughs> Revelations. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, at, so least, at least, at oh, least it yeah, covered up the Circle with, uh, Pad Pro. <laughs> yeah. Play with the, the, so the Switch should be yeah. perfect. I mean, that's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be great. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's move on. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, El El Mena El Menage El Menage El Menage El Menage. I don't know. Probably that. El no, Menage. I've never heard of it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is on the 3DS. El Menage. Uh, it's it's pretty expensive, nineteen ninety nine. I mean, you know, for a game you've never heard of, it seems kind of interesting. I didn't uh, even search that. I've never heard of that. What is that? I, I'm it, looking at screens. It sort of gives me a Shin Megami Tensei look, like with 3DS. the demons. It's it's a dungeon RPG. Um, and, you know, they tout it. It has sixteen yeah, classes of adventurers. Screens. And it's really customizable. Oh, it's okay. It's Japanese originally, I guess. It looks like. It's so definitely yeah. a Japanese game that's been ported over here. Interesting. Yeah. Like I said, it, it sort of yeah. gives me that Atlas feel. Um, right. You know, it, it feels like maybe that's what they're trying to emulate. But oh, it's it a retail game, maybe in Japan. It looks like. I mean, the gra the the screens look pretty nice. Starfish maybe published over there. Yeah, it looks it's just neat. so weird hearing about these games out of nowhere. I mean, who's, like who's pretty big deals? I mean, I guess there's a huge audience for it, or maybe it, there isn't. I mean, I don't know. Like when I see stuff like this, especially when it's priced like that, I'm like, is there an audience that I'm completely oblivious to? Like, yeah, who, who's know. buying this? I mean, not me. It's definitely not up my alley. I have absolutely zero we interest just, in that. I'll, I'll just email them in like a month. And be like, did anyone buy did you your any? game? Yeah. Did yeah, you we sold a hundred thousand. Like you say, oh, who knows? Maybe, goodness. maybe in Japan it's popular. You know, you, you, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of 3DSs in the wild out there, so you never know. For sure. I mean, I know yeah. like the Vita gets all sorts of weird Japanese RPGs that like do very, very well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you know, maybe it's a, a case like that. Interesting, obscure uh, library. Speaking of which, slight detour again. I've been uh, really enjoying getting physical Vita games. Um, to kind of go with my collection, and the most recent addition to that, I suppose, would be well, I've got Ocean Horn for Vita physical, oh, that's so cool. which is really cool, and also got oh, and uh, Tesla Grad, um, which was oh, only yeah. released in Europe, so I was very fortunate to get my hands on that puppy. Uh, also got Shovel Knight, Child of Light, Broken. Um, so, uh, oh, and of course, awesome. Shantae, Half Gene Hero. So, yeah, I've been kind of getting into, and of course, Mutant Mads and Zero Drifter. Of Hello. Course, yeah. Um, uh, heck yeah. So, oh, and Super Challenge, of course. So, um, yeah, anyway, so Ooh. we're kind of getting into um, some Vita physical stuff, which is really fun because the boxes are so tiny and cute. They're really cool to have. I've so got, they are yeah, awesome. I've got my single uh, Persona 4 Golden box for my Vita. Ah, well, actually, nice. I ended up selling my Vita, but uh, I oh. still had, I, I kept my Persona 4. I imported the neon orange from Japan, Vita, which is a thing oh, of man. beauty. It is amazing. It is pretty sweet. 
you know the what it was? I was the OLED. It's ridiculous. Oh my god! It's you so know, good. And, and is that is that the that's the second that's the slim right? The Vita slim. It is the slim. Yeah. Oh, it's the second. Oh, it's and awesome. it still has See, the I, OLED. Yeah, weirdly enough, I think only the Japanese one has that though. I think. Oh really? Yeah, I yeah. know the the, oh, the mini ones in America. I was expecting yeah, they got rid it, of it to not have the OLED. I was prepared for that, and then it came, and I'm like, hmm. Oh, this looks just See, as good. So, yeah. and I compared it apples to apples. I'm like, no, this, yep, that's the same screen. The blacks are black. I mean, this is, this is the same screen. And I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't expect that. So I was very pleasantly surprised. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, when I got this slim, I, I got, I got a slim off a of Craigslist deal, mm -hmm. um, and I, I was like, oh my goodness, like, cause I had had the original before and I had sold it, but I uh, got the slim and I was like, this is so, it's like lighter and it's it nice, feels right? really good. Really refined, and I, yeah. Yeah, and even though the screen was worse, it still looks really nice. It's though. still a That's great screen. Saying. You know yeah, what? Still. That's cool that yeah. the OLED is on there. Too. I feel like, you know, it's definitely a better, like the OLED is great, you know, but I feel like the downgrade from, you know, to the slim with the, without it, it's really not that noticeable. I mean, unless if you're it, really, really deal. picky. It's but, not. Yeah. It's well, especially really when you're not, used yeah. to the 3DS. I mean, the 3DS screen is not great. No. Especially when you look at the Switch screen. The Switch screen is like right. basically an OLED, right? It's like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> really so nice. It is so funny to see like cheap. how similar the Vita and Switch... Like, I feel like the Switch yeah. is what Sony wanted the Vita to be, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. It's so weird, right? Yeah, it really is. It's and how, kind of and how one of them absolutely, you know... I don't want to say bombed because you know it wasn't terrible, but well, like it, 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 it very yeah. underperformed, you know, compared to now the Switch, which For you sure. know, early the early goings are have been very good. So yeah, yeah. totally. But you the know, one yeah. thing the Switch, the Switch doesn't have, is that 3D baby. Yep. And that's 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 seriously one of my favorite, and will always be one of my favorite things. True. And uh, I agree. speaking of oh that, segue, hello. So this is an actual segue, uh, and <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it'd be right for Jules to take this next one, so I'll have Probably Casey. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Let's have Casey do it. Well, this little old game, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, uh, a little Chicken Wiggle coming out this week. Chicken Wiggle. Which it'll yeah, actually yeah. be right. coming out, it's on the 17th, right, the day this, this post is down. Yeah, right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are listening to this, there's no reason why shouldn't be downloading it right now or or they could be i mean they, they should yeah they've, they've right, already purchased already it have. but yeah exactly yeah, yeah. clocking in at 14.99 definitely um i mean we're gonna get into the uh, the nitty-gritty but early impressions very very good yeah now you might <laughs> seem it might seem like it's kind of biased to have <laughs> us sitting here with you know this the guy a slanted created, show you know it might be kind of you know yeah but honestly <laughs> Uh, I think $14.99 uh, is a steal, and I'm serious. Uh, it's it's especially when you think of like Super Mario Maker and stuff that came out. Um, I just kind of feel like it's like Super Mario Maker, but it works so much better. And it's like it really it's the online works, and I'm just saying. I know, yeah, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty, but um, I just want to take yeah. this time to uh, thank our sponsor, Atui, for bringing you the yeah. Adult Nintendo. <laughs> 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 was that good, Jules? Uh, did we, did did we say work? it right? Did we will the right? check is the check in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, guys. I really do. I mean, you never know, and we can get into it later. But thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it a lot. Yeah, but uh, now this is the best segue. So we are going to switch <laughs> over to the switch download. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. So uh, and that was huge week this week, and it made me think. It's a lot. It made me oh realize, like, yeah, this is all last week, all of it. I mean, it, it, it's seven games, and all oh. pretty. There's a stinker, but all of them are like. <laughs> there's a good. stinker. That's funny. There is a stinker. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, why, why hmm. don't you take the first one, Jules? Uh, Neo Geo, the King of Fighters, two thousand. For a seven ninety nine, I guess all the Neo Geo stuff is seven ninety nine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's there go. So, um, I, <laughs> I, I was literally thinking the same thing that that's written here. Yeah, isn't that out already? Wasn't yeah. there's a bunch of yeah. I mean, there's games. a bunch of King of there Fighting games. There is a one. There is one very similar to this, isn't there? I guess this is two thousand. So this is probably like an enhanced version of King of Fighters, right? Well, the good thing is at least Neo Geo. They know how to space out their King of Fighter games. You know, they don't just at least all they drop don't them release them next to each other. Good point. Ah, oh, touche. Nicely played. Well, and, and, and and you gotta think. You gotta think. See, back when this was released, it cost like two hundred dollars to mm-hmm. buy this, and, totally. and now you know year to year. Seven ninety nine. Kind of But these games are beautiful. I mean, the pixel art is ridiculous. Oh, I know. Um, the gameplay is so tight. The collision boxes. I mean, it really does rival Street Fighter. I mean, it's a different style of fighting game. Um, but very similar. They are amazing games, for sure. I mean, have you have you played Metal Slug? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Metal Slug, yeah. Seriously, some of the most amazing pixel animation art Incredible. I've ever seen. And, and, I mean, and when you saw that originally in the arcade, it was like, what is going on? Because the amount of yes. character and charm and animation and special case Crazy. things that were going on, you're like, what am I... What is going on? You never it's saw inspiring. anything like that. It was. It was amazing. And the artwork was yeah. so incredible. Uh, yeah. Turf yeah. Masters yeah. is really, really beautiful looking game too. Mm-hmm. Neo Geo, I really yep. like. I remember. I, God, I remember seeing Last Resort on an arcade machine um, for the first time. The shoot 'em up. That actually, I think, is already yeah. out on some platform. Yeah, that, yeah that's um, it. And that's I, I just remember seeing that, and it was like, wow. I mean, going underwater in the ship and then coming back out and just, oh, all the artwork is just like, what is... And when you die or when you kill them, I think the little guys kind of come out of them, like the little pilots, like fall out of the things that you blow up, maybe. Maybe think of a different game, (laughs) but there's amazing attention to detail and it's, yeah, the music and the whole style is so slick. And this was when we were still, you know, when the SNES and Genesis were out. So it was like, what is going on? Like, you have this Neo Geo, like, doing these ridiculous, like, arcade quality game well it was an arcade right. machine basically you just happened to be able to buy them at home for a ridiculous amount of money but but at the same time we were playing snes at home and genesis and stuff it was like a weird time god but yeah the neo oh, geo yeah. was amazing oh, it is amazing yeah. still i guess yep yeah and they're the only ones putting out those retro games <laughs> you know on the switch for now i've bought yeah, i've you know bought like I mean? three or four neo geo games you know and like if they had more retro you know especially you know virtual console with nintendo I would definitely be spending quite a bit on retro mm-hmm. games, but I guess but the only thing yeah. is just there's not a lot of variety within the genres of games, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so guess yeah. it's like arcade it games sort of shooters. had their own kind of thing, you know. It's like yeah. what worked in the arcade was those shooters, or were those shooters, yep. and you know, fighting games where people would keep putting quarters in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Shock Troopers was one I really remember and have been very fond of. Uh, that's yeah. out already on the Switch, isn't it? I think as well. Yeah, that was one of the first ones I'm pretty sure that came out. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good one. That's a fun. Yeah. But now it, it it's kind of dated though. You play it and you're like, yeah, it's fun for a few minutes, and then you kind of it's so repetitive and it, right. it's beautiful, but it's like, eh. you know, it's interesting. It definitely has aged a little bit. Right. Well, the next game we got is called Rocket Fist, and this is for nine ninety nine, um, and uh, this game looks 
pretty sweet. Uh, it's uh, advertised as fast-paced rocket dodgeball arena. Um, now, have hmm. you seen this, guys? No, this is totally new to me. Um, so is, oh, this, is this a new you game? Check it out. Yes, okay. yeah, brand new game. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, okay. So I, on uh, staff on the site, uh, uh, Justin Nation. He's just totally into it. He he uh, he did a lot of coverage on it, and um, I asked him for a quote, and he said, "Rocket Fist is the best overall value action multiplayer game on the Switch, hands down." Playing it reminds me of classic Super Bomberman matchups with friends on the SNES in terms of intensity and excitement. Hmm. Plus, I freaking love Uncle Knuckle. Uncle Knuckle. <laughs> I'm afraid to Good ask to who know. Uncle Knuckle is, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, this game looks really cool. Huh. I'm actually going to look up the eShop now and check it out. So Yeah, yeah. You go around and, and you... I know you have to, like, like, you're a robot and you have to pick up, like... Like pick up the arm to punch or something like that, and then you're trying to get the other player on the screen, um, and it's yeah. So check it Very out. Very fun. Yeah, that looks slick. It kind of has almost like tanks in a way, kind of thing. You know, kind of overhead kind yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Another really cool looking game cool. that um, I have also heard quite a bit of positive buzz around is Ironcast, which comes in at twelve ninety nine. Now this is like a turn-based strategy meets explosive mech combat. So it's like a puzzle yeah. game, like a match three type puzzle game with like a lot more going into it outside of just that. You know, I guess that's like the core mechanic. Um, David Lloyd, he said, I guess Perry went out and got all the quotes this week. He's being fancy. Yeah. says, <laughs> an addictive puzzle game that tricks you into thinking you're actually playing an RPG. So... Yeah. That um like I said it's I've seen screenshots and you know you see like the you know the match 3 puzzle board and you're like okay but then yeah yeah it looks so like a, some Very more like a mech and steam a game that hooks you I know that that's Very right from everyone Very yeah huh. so so that's yeah, 12.99 I might take up the next one of the game uh, next we have Flip Wars for 9.99 butt stompers isn't it <laughs> 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 Yes um, yes. um, it looks neat. I don't know. I haven't played it. It, it looks pretty and solid and colorful. Now this was uh, the yeah. Nintendo one, right? It was like called Project Muro something. M Project Mekuru or Makuru or something. Yeah. Uh, I who did we? I feel like we were talking to someone on the show about Neil. this. Was it Neil? Neil? Okay. Yeah. Neil. Yeah. Who? Um. I, if I remember correctly, he said it was a, like it was fun, but. It doesn't have enough game modes to really. There's just like yeah. Keep mm. keep just you just coming back, but yeah. hopefully Nintendo can uh, continue to you know support it and maybe add some more stuff. But and I, I think they are yeah, and I and it's online. I think I think that's one of the big things that I was thinking that would be a great well, top Nintendo neat. challenge. Uh, Yep, here you go. When you're ready to compete, that. jump into an online battle or a private room with friends via local wireless. So. Huh. Yeah, I, I've heard it's really fun. There's just not a lot of meat, you know. But, right. it, but what's there is really solid. It has solid. a multiplayer just... with two Joy-Cons, which is you know nice. It's good that games are supporting that, obviously, on the Switch, as they should. Be a damn totally. shame if they didn't. Important that it's online too. I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so you know, I don't know. If that's that. That looks cool. I I want to get it. I, I just it's kind of like there's so many games, but uh, that might be a lullaby. <laughs> If there's yeah, ever yeah, another you know. lull ever, I don't think there ever is going to be. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a game to play for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, well, this, a, that's a... this next one kind of reminds me of Hyperlight Drifter in a way. That's what I've heard from a lot of people, yes. Why, why don't uh, you take so this weird. one, Jules? Oh, well, okay. Uh, Phantom Trigger, 1499. Stan is losing control. I don't know why it says that, <laughs> but he is, apparently. That, that's just the first <laughs> sentence in the But it's in, like, all bold. Um, it yeah, <laughs> it's a pixel art game. You know, it's funny, like, when you see the key art um, title screen or whatever, it really reminds me of the guy from... Oh, my God, it was a game back in the day on PlayStation. Um... Uh, Soul Reaver? Do you remember Soul Reaver? Does that sound familiar? I, I wasn't a huge I, PlayStation man back in the day. Maybe even be Dreamcast as well, but anyway, Soul Reaver, that pose and the way he has like a scarf coming off everything, that looks very Soul Reaver. I wonder if that's actually stolen from uh, or, or inspired by a piece of art from them. Anyway, looks like a pixel game, very similar. Yeah, it looks stolen. Looks very similar to, um, it has a similar kind of style to, um, Hyperlight Drifter, but I have no clue what the gameplay is like. Yeah, I I, uh, I was listening to uh, Nintendo Voice Chat, and they were talking about it a little bit, and they said it's kind of like, oh, what is it? It's uh, it's kind of like um, Zelda E, like the you know that that gameplay, but it's mm. different. It supports two exactly player, which is interesting. I wonder if that's co-op or a yeah. different mode. Yeah, That's a little blurb. Yeah, Throw know. spells and traps mid-combo. Ride the edge of control and chaos in this fresh take on action combat. You are your own mm. worst enemy in Phantom Trigger. So, Like, where did this even come from? Like, who made this? This is it's a tiny random. build. <laughs> oh, well, they're the publisher. It doesn't say... Oh, it's, oh, it's a tiny Beautiful, build? cool games coming out. You know, it's like... And it's it's interesting because, like, Nintendo... I mean, unless this was, like, a quick port from something. Not quick as in cheap and dirty but they were able to do it very fast because they're awesome um it's almost like because nintendo was so strict on who could get development access and get games on there so it's really fascinating to see the games roll out because you kind of get a feel for who was let in the boys club early on and who wasn't kind of thing um and we weren't by the way um <laughs> i'm not better um <laughs> and um we got in eventually so i'm okay but um it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's fascinating to see which games roll out and kind of to kind of see where they came from and what kind of journey they went through to get it on the Switch. So these games that I've never heard of, it's just fascinating to kind of learn the history of who are these guys and how did they get this on there? You know, what, what journey did they take to get this? It's fascinating. Yeah, I know a few of, like, uh, when we were at PAX, you know, one of the questions we were really, you know, looking to, to get from uh, these developers were how it was like the porting you know games that you know they're working on for ps4 pc you know steam whatever and like how easy it is to port it over to the switch and a lot of them you know mm -hmm. it seemed like they were having no problems they were able to get it up and running you know relatively quick so maybe it, yeah. you know it was just people who already had games finished and you know it took them a couple months to to bang it out you know the port and totally and, and that's our experience quick. as well uh, with it is which has been nice to, to move stuff over to it, um, which is a, is a relief. Um, and I, I don't know about literally the state of Unity right now, but I know Unity obviously supports it as well. So, so that's awesome. So hopefully that will bring a lot of goodness over. Now, speaking of lots of goodness... Uh... You won't find much in this one, apparently. <laughs> I was just looking at well, the screenshots for the next one. Wow, it looks rough. <laughs> okay, so this is a weird... This is a game that, like, I remember when the Switch was before it released... This game was a retail game that was pre-orderable 
and yeah, I had no clue what it was. I don't know who makes it. I don't know. It's like it's weird, you know. It's weird being. In is the, it Switch exclusive? You know, it, uh, no. I no, don't I think, I think so. it okay. was released but on it is PC. Retail. Okay. But uh, anyway, I had no clue. I just no clue what it is. Uh, uh, but I did get a couple quotes from people on staff. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, this so be fun. yeah. So Danny the Bivs. Bivens, uh, from he, he lives in Japan. He's on the Famicast. Um, he he gave it. Now I, I saw his. I read his review and I saw a score, and it said one point five. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like one point five. It didn't say out of what, but and I, I so I, I messaged him like, okay, so it's out of five. One point five out of ten or out of five. And he's like, right. no, it's out of ten. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then this. Uh, then I also uh, messaged Carmine. Uh, Carmine Red, and he said uh, that Troll and I has vision, but it's buried under too many technical issues mm, and difficulties yeah. to comfortably achieve it. Yeah. So and, the idea was I've bigger than so what many... they could pull off, basically. Yeah. And just a point of reference, uh, I gave Room in the Night Sky a 2 out of 10, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, poor the the human so. in the game looks suspiciously like Link. Even wearing a green shirt and blonde hair. It's interesting. Anyway. Sure yeah, look at it. Yeah, he really does. Look at that. Anyway, it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's not so, going to sell. It's a retail Sorry. game. That's the weird it's thing. It's not going to happen. Sorry, guys. But it's just weird. You know, it's like, how come this one was so far in development and, and was a retail game that was released? And and how come it's crappy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just weird. I know. You have to wonder I, what, the, what the story is behind that. Ma that, maximum games, yeah. Like, love to well, hear you know what, what happened there. Well, this is what bothered me so much, Jules. Is when is when Room in the Night Sky was released, and I was like, "How is this freaking released?" And Jules doesn't have a dev kit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I, seriously, I was like, "This is so stupid." Was that like, it makes no a sense. European developer or was that a US developer? Uh, Japanese. 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 Okay. Soft. Yeah, I think, um, so it seems like the access that developers had varied based on the region that they were located in. That's probably as much as I should say on that one. So that affected a lot of what people could and could not make based on the region they were in. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all, that's all over now. We don't think about it. <laughs> well, when... The when wound is still open! <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. when, but anyway. when Perry mentioned uh, we had seven games, he mentioned there was a stinker, and that is Sonic Mania. Exactly. Oh, look out. I kid, I Sonic. kid. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Sonic yeah, Mania, Sonic 1999. Uh, we touched on it a little bit before, of course, but uh, Nick Bray had this to say. He says, classic Sonic gameplay finally returns alongside fantastic remixed zones and all new ones that are instant classics the boss fights are also very inventive and fun so yeah sort of echoes i now, feel full like disclosure he's a huge sonic fan but i think that's that's the reality if you're a sonic fan you'll love it if you're yep. not this won't do anything different than the other games have done any of the good games have okay. done it's as simple as that it's it's good yeah. sonic but it's not different sonic. i like it you know so yeah. um so it was I like Sonic. It, but, you know, doesn't mean you will. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> no, yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty much all we can say. I, I like it. I don't know if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that'll do it, I think, for the eShop Roundup. The eShop Roundup. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So, uh, eehaw, yes. Uh, now, we are... See, this is the part in between segments now. Uh, see, we got the whole Western theme going here. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so... After the eShop, you know, you round up all the all the games, you know. Then yeah. you, after a hard a hard day's night, you have to go to uh, the YouTube saloon. The YouTube saloon. Yes, yeah, a new segment. This is uh, actually pretty recent. Um, yeah. We just started doing some YouTube series, weekly series that we've been uh, been having fun with. So this is sort of where we just tell everyone what's up. And the first one is actually. Uh, every Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, we have a mini play go up, and this week's is a—is uh, it a coincidence or uh, we've got Mutant Mud Super Challenge? Yes, yes, I, I, I played through a couple levels in Super Challenge. Had you played it before, uh, or is this was it a new kind of? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll just check. Yeah, yeah uh, okay. I, I played it um, so you know I could stream it on my Wii U, uh, so I did that, and then I—I uh, I, I played. I had 100% of the game on. 3ds so oh wow um, okay so you know what's up yeah so yeah 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 uh i mean well hold on <laughs> I, i'm not very good at video games but i do love mutant mutts uh but yeah hang on you uh, you 100 percented mutant mutt super challenge you just said right okay yes but but i mean i i when, I'm, when i say 100 like i mean i got all the things like i i didn't you know what wow. i went through that whole game i didn't find one other costume ever <laughs> yeah they're really tough ever. to find Yep. They are. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't even know they were there. Yeah, you know, it's really, really hard to find. So, um, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, but, uh, some people can't even get through level one. So the fact that you're 100% it, that's, I mean, you're obviously, you know. It's just so tight. You know, the gameplay is so tight. So it's like, you know, you can learn it. You can learn those physics so well. And mm-hmm. so, that's so well designed. <laughs> <laughs> this game is so amazing. Oh, my gosh. Whoever just... made this is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> YouTube ah, Saloon also brought to you by Atui. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored yeah. by Atui. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Um, yeah, but it's very black and white. The game has doesn't have really much of inertia. Like, there's not much gray in the game. It's very much on or off. You're either dead or you're alive. And, yeah, so it's very reliable in that way. You know, it's... it's um, Yeah, I mean, like, with like with like Mario, it has, like, gray kind of sponginess to it, which is great, and the game is, is designed to, to, to cater to that. Whereas Muds is the opposite. Yeah. Like there's none of that. There's no gray. <laughs> you're walking or you're not walking. There's no slowing down. There's no acceleration. It's on. Or it's off. So it's a very different, very reliable. Well, yes. The, <laughs> if you like the, it. When you were on, right? When you were on last time, you had, you know, we talked about Wario, uh, mm-hmm. Virtual Boy, and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, you mentioned Gargoyle's Quest, mm. and I had never really played through that. And since then, I played through like the trilogy. Of oh, that. cool. Um, yeah. And absolutely, absolutely right? love it. And that's yeah. really what Mutant Muds, I feel like Mutant Muds is, is Gargoyle's totally. quest. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, for, you know so, mm-hmm. uh, and that yeah. has exactly what you were just talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, I absolutely yeah. love those games. So Yeah, definitely. Yes. The first Gargoyle's quest is, is such a... That, that was my favorite one. It's so cool. It's such a nice game. Yeah, the second one, the, oh, the yeah. NES one, I'm like, oh, I've tried to get into it. It's not a bad game. It's like a remake. It's like yeah. a remake of the first one. It is. It's a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but Demon's, Demon's Crest, Crest is... oh my gosh. The pixel art in that game is ridiculous. Oh, jeez. I still music. need to get through I that. I like that first level. 
that first level. Oh, yeah. It's so good. When, when you, like, fight the thing. And, so oh, good. And, but then the and then yeah. the little thing that happens after that kind of thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Such a yes. great game. Uh, yeah. Yep. And hard. Oh, my God. So hard. But that was Capcom. Oh, my God. Just rocking it. I mean, the pixel art, the audio on all cylinders, that game is ridiculous. And no one knows about yep. that game. It's just such a hidden gem. It's so weird. Yep. Um, That's why it's great on the 3DS. It is. On the virtual console. It is. It looks so nice. I was so surprised that came to the 3DS. I was like, yes. Such a good game. Um, yep. I remember I was going to purchase it on the Wii U like the week before, and then I didn't. Mm. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I bought on the yes, 3DS, and I, I still <laughs> yep. haven't gotten there. <laughs> So good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's on my. But it's worth getting though. It's my, really great. My Pixel list of is shame. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I went. Through, yeah. I went through this big Capcom hit where mm -hmm. of games I just never really played. I, I've never been a Mega Man fan. Yeah, really. I I, I like them, but I just I, for some reason I just not not a lot. And but I played through Bionic Commando like eight um, times. And the second and the Bionic and the second one. Yeah, it's just one of those games where it's like I got through it. I'm like. I'm gonna play through this game right now again because it was so fun. Yeah, like, those are my favorite games. So, so which one? Anyway, which one specifically? Bionic Commando. Oh and yeah. I, I, it's funny. I played the second one, the Game Boy Color one. That was. Uh huh. It was like. It's uh, different. Yeah. I played that one. Mm -hmm. It is different, and yeah. I like the first one better for Game Boy. These are the Game Boy games. I I still have yet to play the mm. NES version. Yeah. Um, I'd love to play that, but and then there's like the weird. Then I found out they make those like X. They made like a remake for like Xbox 360, and oh, then yeah. there's an actual yeah. brand new Bionic Commando yeah. that's like a third person game. Yeah, that one looks it's crazy. It's a good game, but it's weird. It's it's good, but it's not Bionic yeah, Commando. Yeah, see, that's not what I. A bit, yeah, it seems like it seems like you know it doesn't yeah. have what I liked about Bionic Commando, no. right? But but yeah, that that Capcom stuff is ridiculous. I mean, I still oh, love going back Capcom, to. Yeah. Um, magical uh, Mickey Mouse Magical Quest um, just it, I don't know it's just something so ma I mean no pun intended but it's something so magical about what they did there just the the audio the pixel art the gameplay um, and you know for them at that time that was their license game like that was their version of crapping out a license game you know and it was it was a piece of art it was like wow <laughs> you know did the same thing right. with aladdin i mean it's just like right. oh my gosh guys i mean the stuff they did it was just they were a machine and, and that's just, why they i've really talked like why don't doing. they do it now well they've lost their way obviously clearly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clearly they the same have. people that work that's there right. then do not work there anymore so yeah. i think it's as simple as that <laughs> those people have moved right. on yeah unfortunately because it's all about the there's, people you know there's just such a thirst for it yeah yeah, those games are just oh, just a time capsule. I just love it. And obviously, and you got uh, people... Mickey Mouse was definitely an inspiration for uh, Chicken Wiggle in many many ways as well. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you got people making like uh, you know shovel knights and then uh, mm -hmm. like Cur cursed Castilla. Yeah, that uh, was nice, right? The game's uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and, uh, very you know very Capcom like Castlevania, very, uh, right? Neo, Neo. I think we should brand it Neo Capcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, but anyway, we're still at the YouTube saloon. <laughs> Remember, oh, yes. yeah, we, we're Sorry. Still yep. yeah, we got one nope, more thing okay. to talk about. <laughs> we never discourage good talk. So how did your uh, how did your mini play go with Super Challenge? Oh, you just got to check it out. Oh, well, I, you're right. I do. I do need to check it out. You're absolutely right. Yep, check it out. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you should too. It went well. Yep. Yeah. That's right. He died uh, 85 times in the first level, you know, but... <laughs> No, no, that that was like a legitimate. I'm like, like I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna play Super Challenge. I'm like, oh crap, 
This game's freaking hard. Oh, it's I so hard. It's like, ridiculous. What if I yeah. suck? I better do some you know, practice I, runs I before I... we start recording. Yeah, I didn't do that, though. I felt good about myself. Anyway, anyway, we got to get to this next part. <laughs> I've been trying for like 10 minutes. The, the Talk Nintendo Challenge. See, that's our other show that we have on Wednesdays. And this is a one versus one game with me and Casey where we do something, uh, you know, we, anything. Like the first time we did arms, uh, hoops, uh, you know, first one to 20. The second one we did was Goner, right? Yep. Goner, then it was... Goner, we did each did a run of Goner. That was a big mistake on my part because Casey's like a world champion Goner <laughs> player. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> And then uh, last week we did Splatoon, actually. A one versus one Splatoon private match. Mm. Where, Rainmaker. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah and it actually is really fun. And I complete, the strategy is different. Um, you have to check that out. It's pretty fresh. I won't spoil that one. Uh, and then uh, we were... I don't know, if Casey, if you don't mind. Yeah, we could, yeah it's all my fault. Said, <laughs> no, it's not. Casey moved to a new apartment, and he can't hook his Wii U up to mm. the internet. Yeah, my, my Wii U and my 3DS, which stinks because, like, I haven't really been able to upload or download. Like, actually, I connected to Wi-Fi um, at my parents' house, so I did get to download a bunch of Chicken Wiggle games. But, yeah, we were going to yeah, do yeah. a Mutant Mud Super Challenge. We were going to pick at random two... Uh, two or three levels depending best two out of three and we're going to pick random levels and just see who could get all of the uh water sprites and finish the level first <laughs> best awesome. two out of three so that's yeah. fun that's um, cool but it worked out fine because i just had a no duh type thing today it's like uh we'll do that when mutant muds comes out on switch duh yeah. there we go you know it just makes so much sense so so look forward to that in the future but this week we did another splatoon run because uh Cause that's how we roll. Cause the, I need to wait for game. my the only game we I need play. to wait for Such my so Wii good. LAN adapter to come in so I could play Smash and stuff online. <laughs> yeah, yep. Anyway, uh, that thank you for coming to the YouTube Saloon. Thanks for having us in. <laughs> yeah, like we're done with the place. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so we are going to go into some news. News talk with Casey Gibson. Yes, we are going to get right into some news. Now, we don't have a ton of stuff here, and we should probably try and get through this somewhat quick because... Yeah, yeah let's go because we're, we're, we're going. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a, a hefty episode here, and uh, we don't want to keep Jules all night. Now... First bit of news that came out the other day, Disgaea 5 uh, has sold over 100,000 copies for the Switch, which I think is uh, pretty darn good for a port of a, what, a probably a year or two-year-old game at this point, and Disgaea isn't exactly, you know, mainstream RPG, so it's good to see that, you know, these yeah, niche games... Yeah, full, full price. Yeah, these, full these price. niche games are finding a home as well on the Switch. For sure. That is good. Let's move on. Yes. Um, this one came uh, on Twitter. Molly Carroll, who works for Chucklefish, uh, she tweeted out that they were testing Stardew Valley on the Switch, and then she ended up actually tweeting a little bit later. Uh, massive spoilers. Stardew Valley is V-good. I'm assuming that means very good. On the Switch, as it turns mm -hmm. out. So hopefully that means you know things are going well, and we can hopefully see that game come out pretty soon. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to that. 
I'm a uh, I'm yes. interested to uh, I haven't played like a Harvest Moon type game in a very very long time, so I'd definitely be interested in checking. I've that never out. played one. Closest I've played is Animal Crossing, <laughs> 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 which is saying something. But uh, yeah, now uh, next up there's an Arms update. Uh, now this is coming out, right? It's not. Yeah, out this yet. is not out yet. Yeah. But a, a new new candy themed stage announced on Twitter, and a possible taffy armed fighter, which yeah, that's, that makes that's so much sense. Yeah, that was sort of speculation uh, from that image that people are throwing around. It would be pretty cool to have like a fighter with weird old taffy arms, you know. Yeah. On a slug segue here, if you don't mind, I know we don't have time, but whatever. Um, you segue. <laughs> um, I know, right? What am I talking about? Um, it, it's weird, right? Because Arms came out. It was like, yeah, this is great, cool, super fun, and then boom, Splatoon comes out and completely overshadows it. And now Arms is kind of like almost off the radar. Don't you feel like like Splatoon has completely yes. just bamboozled its way, and, and, it, and it's an amazing yeah. game. And Arms isn't Splatoon. It's a good game, but it's not a Splatoon. It's like it's not as robust as Splatoon is. So I think Arms needed more help. It needed more limelight to kind of really get it out there and. You know, get the love that it really deserves, and I think Splatoon came along and went, "Nah." Well, I, <laughs> I don't think I so. Not, the timing yeah. seemed a bit off well, to me. I don't know if you've, um, uh, if how much you look at sales numbers for other games and stuff, but Splatoon's actually—I mean, uh, excuse me, Arms has actually sold over a million copies. Wow! So that's awesome. So that's even insane. though, like you said, I, I know right now, obviously, Splatoon is the game. Is all be the playing. business? Is uh, all the hotness? Arms still yeah. did very well. It's actually a game I totally like. We need to get back. I don't, did you pick it up, Jules? Okay. Oh yeah, I have it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a game I know I want to really good. get back into. I like. I'm, oh, it's so good. I, I just very quickly kind of fell for it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is really nice. I mean, the artwork is ridiculous. It's basically Nintendo's um, Overwatch, right? I mean, the characters are beautiful. Yeah. They look so good. So much style. I mean, it's like, wow, this is great. Oh, every every character. Yeah. We love every Incredible. character. Um, no, I, I was um, kind of partial to Min Min. I thought she was really cool. I liked also, oh, I can't think of her name, in the yellow robot. Um, oh, uh, Mechanica. Mechanica. Yeah. That's what my wife um, Those two are really cool characters. Um, I haven't played it for a while, though. I've just been doing Splatoon 2. We should play all it all day long. Yeah, we probably yeah, should, man. I, I would get owned, though, because I, I, yeah, I need to get back and. Yeah, we're, anyway, we're probably that, all a little it. rusty. End of my my tangent there. I just wanted to kind of talk no, about that. No, no, and that, that's a good. And I know it just had an update with a lot of balances, and um, they did some really cool things that I didn't realize that uh, like uh, to the uh, to the just kind of the, the user experience, which is really cool. So uh, I'm excited. I, I played it through, and I and it was one of those things where it's last week, and I was showing my my buddy, uh, and he got it so fast, and he was so good, and we hmm. could actually play. Now, I had been playing that's it cool. since it came out, and, and he was playing it and, and, you know, beating me. Oh, that's cool. It was wow. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is really encouraging. Yeah. I love this, and, you know. So, yeah. Like um, I said, anyway. I, I would never have thought ARMS to be a system seller, but my sister is very much considering buying a Switch, and it's because she loves playing ARMS so much. Oh, well, that's good. Good. So it's def- it's getting the love. I'm just not aware of it. It's, it, it's getting the love. It's That's my wife's good. favorite game. Like, uh, ARMS. Right. It's crazy. Hmm totally capture very so. interesting nice and and do, does she like to use it with the motion controls or the buttons nope nope buttons oh wow yeah there we go. yeah very interesting yeah. very good she's good hmm. <laughs> she's freaking good she beats me very good so. huh. that's awesome yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Case. No, what, I was just going to say, with uh, if they continue to release new characters and stuff, like that will definitely get me, you know, maybe not to jump back in and play for weeks on end, but if a, a new character comes out on a Thursday or Friday, I'm probably going to play it for a good chunk of that following weekend, you mm-hmm. know, to, yeah. to get people back definitely. in. Well, you know, there. remember at the end of the Wii U era, Case, we would play online and we'd play Splatoon and we'd play uh, Smash, you know, and but we were always wanting more games to play right and so it'll just be one of those rotation games where okay mm-hmm. let's play some arms totally. you know and it will come a day like that yes we're in the splatoon 2 high right now <laughs> and, and i you know I, I i will be you know in that for a, a long like the end of of the switches <laughs> forever like game. i i will so the day i, I, I die so much yes yeah, yeah, no i will yeah i'm still on the splatoon high the first one so yeah uh, next up, though, we have Nintendo is going to have a panel at PAX West nice. 2017. Do you know who's on it? Um, no, it, it, it gave no information aside from that it's an hour panel on September 2nd, which is a Saturday from 10 to 11. Um, Interesting. I it, wonder if that will be like kind of a Treehouse Live type of thing, like that, like those guys, it? you know? Or will it be a promotional, like check out, a presentation of a new game? You know, Like panels are usually oh, like I a discussion. Be, I bet it'll be Odyssey. It right. could be, I yeah, I mean, I guess what's that, like a month and a half before Odyssey, or a month and, well, closer to two months, yeah. I guess, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I mean, a reveal would be Fun. awesome, but, you know, like I said, probably not, but. Hmm. Fascinating, that'd be cool to see, wonder if they'll be streaming mm-hmm. it, hopefully, someone at least to be recorded or whatever. Right. Cool. Now, this next one is, is an interesting uh, little news bit. Casey, why don't you... Uh, Explain what's going on here with the Apollo Justice, or uh, you skipped oh, sorry, one. Oh, sorry, I missed yeah. that. Jules, you want to take no. the uh, that one? Yeah, t- t- Apollo Justice is coming to the 3DS this November. I don't know what that is. The, uh, <laughs> that- <laughs> That's the Phoenix Wright Four. Oh, okay, I okay. The, I believe it yeah. was the last game in one of the trilogies, like to be released. In oh, America. so it's like an enhanced port. I I, th- oh. I I think or or you know how they released the original trilogy on the 3ds, oh, in uh, 3D and stuff that enhanced port. I think it's the same thing, but with Apollo Justice. So oh. then you can play like all of them on the 3ds now. Nice. I all, started all to get into that, but I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of lost it. I felt like I was really boxed in as far as if I kind of had a a light bulb go off and like ah oh, about this you couldn't kind of jump ahead to that you had to just play it yeah you had to go through the steps yeah and that kind of oh yeah upset me, me. And i'm like no nah, i can't really be an investigator here i'm kind of just playing a script and i'm like mm, i'm out see for me i guess i'm dumb i was always like ah, i can't <laughs> find the freaking clue you know <laughs> you guys are like solving just occasionally i wanted to go ahead and it wouldn't let me and that kind of bothered me <laughs> Casey, that's definitely... Meanwhile, I'm like, where's the hint button, damn it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm using all my... I've run out of hints. My... How can that be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old game FAQs. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the next bit of news here is um, a little, I guess, financially fin- financial troubles for the Japanese or Japan Display Inc., which is where Nintendo gets their uh, screens, you know, their supplier for the Switch screens. Um, they actually reported like a net loss of almost three hundred million dollars in uh, U.S. dollars uh, for the financial Ow. quarter ending in what? June. Now this is also the company that supplies like 
your iPhone screens as well. So, yeah, it's interesting that they're, you know, reporting losses when it seems like business must be booming. You know, you'd imagine at least like yeah. iPhones are probably awesome. be, you know, how many in the world are there? You know, I, yeah. I couldn't even fathom a number. Like I'm using three of them yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. That's so, odd. yeah, I, it seems mess. strange. Um, I guess they're the sole supplier for Nintendo. But according to reports, I guess the deal was only for like 10 million with uh, possibly up to 18 million with uh, production mm. increases. So if you think about it, that's, you know, a very, very small number compared to like what Apple's mm-hmm. going to be working. Billion. So um, I Inter- just. That's someone can take over that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I oh. ultimately hope it doesn't, you know, I hope they fix whatever has to be fixed because the screens look so good and I'm sure Nintendo could find. Um, you know, another company that would be comparable, but I don't know. Those screens, like we were talking before, look so good. I, I would nice. hate. Oh, I would hate for them to nice. take a downgrade. How could they have a three hundred million dollar loss? That's cra- that's crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't get that. It's like that. Yeah. Like, like how could it be a, a loss? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like you said, the Switch has been selling so well, and they're ramping up productions. It's like that's going to be more money for you, but you know, I. I don't know what goes in. It's probably a fraction of their business, though. I mean, if they do iPhones and Androids or whatever they do, I mean, that's in the tens of millions of units. You would think that would be their bread and butter. So how could they be in the the bread or whatever? Yeah, that's weird. Whatever. Interesting. But, yeah, I'm sure it'll play out fine. Yeah. And I'm sure it won't affect actually anything that we have to worry about. Probably. Well, we've already Hopefully got not. our Probably. switches with the good screens, so... That's true. We already have it. So, so. Yeah, yeah. God yeah, forbid something goes wrong. We don't have, have the slim no-O-LED. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, I figured we'd go. end on a, a fun little fact here that I saw since it was a light news week. Um, as of just the other day, the GameCube's launch was closer to the NES launch than it is to today. That's so, silliness. So we're getting we're getting old. Crazy. That's amazing, isn't it? I remember getting the GameCube for Christmas, man. Woo! That was the best. <laughs> what <laughs> a cool, best story. cool little machine that. I love that they made it a cube. I mean, that was really neat. It's the handle, the game changer. In light of what everyone else is doing, you know, it's just such brave. A great, seriously, like. And the controller was really nice. Great little machine. Oh, best controller. Mm. I loved. Um, Besides the D-pad. Uh. Uh, brain fart. What the hell is it called? The Mario game. Sunshine. <laughs> Sunshine. Thank you. My gosh, I <laughs> love Sunshine <laughs> and Wind Waker. That was that were my two main games oh, on that machine. And Metroid Prime. Those those yep. three games. Are just, oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And even Double Dash was so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Double Dash. So many good games. Mario Party. 4, and it had weird creative things like um. Uh, Oh my gosh, brain fart again. The Capcom uh, Willy, what the? It's a beautiful Joe. No, it's a it's a Capcom game, and it had an egg as part of the uh, logo. Billy Hatcher. Hatcher, thank you, Billy Hatcher. That was GameCube, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Not a great game, but it was a nice looking game. <laughs> you also had like Resident Evil Four. You know, arguably oh, one of the greatest games of all time. That was amazing. Yes, that game is so good. Mm. I, I need like, to replay what? that one. That was a milestone. 
That was good. That camera, that camera was unique. That was like the, that was before Gears of War, it was before all of that. That was like, I think the first. Yeah, that was the game changer. Overhead, third person, pseudo first person camera. And it was like, what? This is, this works. This is amazing. Yeah, so oh, then, good. Yeah, yeah home so run. good. That home game, run. and such a good game. That was a brilliant game. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, GameCube was, yep. was good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Well, well then. before we keep going off on tangents, <laughs> let's take a break and finally get to what we're here to talk yeah, the, about. Yeah, the real show. Let the real show begin. The chicken wiggle. And it is time for the main event. That is right. We are going to get knee-deep in some chicken wiggle. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Good old chicken wiggle. Chicken wiggle. There you go. Oh, oh look out. There we go. There's that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, music okay. turned out great. Uh, I love the music. Matthew Gambrell, uh, uh, Code Wizard, actually took on the task of doing music this time. And I think he really outdid himself. Unbelievable, man! Really, I mean, so seriously. Good. Now, good. who who is the guy that has done all the others, or uh, you troop, know, most of them? Troop Gamage. He did the music for the Muds games. I mean, that's just. And he did. He did Bomb Monkey. Did he do that? He did. He did Bomb Monkey. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite songs ever, and I, I know that I'm just the gushing in one? front of you, but that Bomb Monkey track. Yeah, he did a good job. Dun, it's, dun, dun, yeah, it's great, dun, right? Dun, that thing. Yeah, he did a good oh job. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's he's like amazing. It. And he wrote a lot of the Mud stuff. Um, so he's in a band. Um, he's a young guy, very talented, does singing, guitar, the whole shebang. And he, they mm-hmm. tour around. You know, they're not, not like a huge, famous, you know, crazy rock band, but they, they tour and yeah. do shows and stuff, do gigs. I mean, but they're good. I mean, they definitely, you know, they, they do some good stuff. Um, but a lot of the music he made is in the back of the tour van, you know, because they're not rich or anything. They just get this van, they'll bundle in it, and they'll drive across country to go from, you know, gig to gig to gig. So a lot of the mm-hmm. music that he wrote was in his little laptop in the back of the van as they were traveling around kind of stuff. Which is really just neat to think that's, you know, he was making this magical music, you know, in this kind of really lo-fi environment. It's really neat. It's really fun. Oh yeah, love it. Yes, he's a good um, guy. He's really so, talented. And, yeah, and I, and and he didn't do it on, uh, and it's and I, it's kind of cool because, uh, you know, you kind of get a fresh fresh take on the on Chicken Wiggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it very does different. sound a lot different. Um, yeah, like Matthew, who did the music for Chicken Wiggle, is a really good friend of Troops. They've known each other for years, and that's how uh, I was introduced to Troop to do the music for oh, months. Okay, cool. So they've known each that's other awesome. forever. So they're big I mean, chip tune, you know, nerds, you know, and they're really into it. Um, so this was, and Matthew's always been very uh, uh, knowledgeable and, and really involved in the process. Um, um, you know, we were trying to figure out how to do music for Chicken Wiggle, and, um, and he said, you know, he hopefully would find some time to do some stuff. And I was like, well, maybe I can do some stuff. I've done a little bit of music. I'm not great at chip tune, but I could probably pull something off. So he ended up doing some stuff, and he's yeah, he's doing stuff that I yeah, no, I couldn't do anything <laughs> like that. Um, and he, yeah, right. he way exceeded just just like Troop did for Muds. Matthew totally exceeded my expectations of what would be in the game, and it was like, dude, wow, nicely done. <laughs> nicely done oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed really I really enjoyed impressive. the music especially yeah. when you die the little throwback yeah, yeah that's totally. throwback yeah right? it's fun you totally yep. yeah yeah totally oh yeah. that's it's um, almost like 
a reward for losing, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Little kind of a, little uh, Easter egg in there. Um, yeah. And uh, the the fun part was, you know, each each um, you know each world or each level theme, you know, in the level level editor has its own unique flavor, its own unique music. Um, so it's really yeah. an, a, a opportune moment for him to kind of go off and write this stuff and then and fit it to the different themes and it really helps each theme feel very different from the other um and my only um but the hard thing was well how do we tie that together so it isn't just a bunch of hodgepodge and obviously and i hope you agree he definitely nailed it i mean he pulled off an amazing tune the title tune is I love it. It's my favorite. I love the title tune. And then we use that same kind of feeling for when you complete a level. Um, so it kind of bookends a level. You'll have the title tune music, which also plays on the level select screen. Um, and then you go into the level and it'll play the unique tune that's, that's unique to that theme. But then when you beat the level and you get the excellent thing, it plays back that same kind of vibe as the title music and then brings you back to the, to the level select again. So it kind mm -hmm. of bookends the experience. So there's a sense of consistency with unique uh, things in between. So yeah. It worked out amazing. No, it he works. Did, he did such a it good does, job. It does. And not only just the music, but the sound design in general. Sound because effects, yeah. I, he, he one of the well. most satisfying things for me was when you hit that cage to totally. open it. You know, to, <laughs> to end the level. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god. Perfect. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. The sound effects and the little ditty it plays and yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he, so he outdid himself. He did an amazing job, and uh, it's it's just like Muds, um, and and thankfully the same uh, with Chicken Wiggle. It's a case where the music elevates the whole experience because of it being there. You know, when it, you play it silent, it's fine, but as soon as you hear the audio, you're like, oh yeah, good stuff. Brings it all together. It really you know? does. It, it, it improves the whole thing. So um, now, anyway, yeah. another thing that completely improves it, and. Last time you were on the show, we talked about this, and, and at that time, you were not planning on having stereoscopic 3D in it. That's um, correct. And I was like, oh, no. You know, I, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I just, like, that is my favorite thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. this game looks like it'd be perfect. Now, yeah. of course, it's also a creator game. So, you mm -hmm. know, how are you going to do that? I think you implemented it very well, where it's just, you know, everything's kind of on, I mean, it's super 3D. Yeah. But obviously, you're not you're not editing different layers. You're not doing mutant mud stuff, which would be really sweet. Obviously, no. I mean, that, there's, that's that's super complicated. There's one, but, two, three. There's four distinct stereoscopic layers, at least, if not maybe more. But there's yes. definitely four main ones anyway. There's the foreground clouds that flow by, which are at the bottom of the level, which I love. And they'll have a few little oh, yeah. wispy clouds that are throughout the whole level, which I love. They always seem to come at the right time, and I'm like, yes. Um, and then there's the layer you're standing on, which is the next layer. Then there's the layer slightly behind you, which is another layer of depth. Then, of course, there's the background in the way background. So, um, yeah, so that sense. And then there's a little bit in between, depending on, you know, when you knock his helmet off or do little kind of, or when you collect the gems. There are some that kind of go in between those layers with little effects in stereoscopic 3D. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I, me too. I'm a sucker for that. I, that 3D stere stereoscopic effect is ridiculous. It looks so good. Oh, so I, so I love good. that. Oh, yeah. It's... When we can actually take advantage of that, is it's it's magic. It's like, wow, that looks so good. It's just amazing. It looks, it's crazy. The stereo 3D you know, works and, so well. And uh, Casey was talking about how satisfying the... The, uh, the cage you know, plunk. When you, yeah, yeah, the cage plunk. Um, I think the other thing on visual side is when you collect the loot... 
you know, yeah. that little animation of it coming up and yeah. and you know, just the sounds and mm-hmm. oh yeah, and I just love you know, and I I've talked with Casey and and uh, you know he, well, he's the one that said this. He's just like, you know, other games you know we play and you know like we start to do the hundred like you want a hundred percent it and you start it and then you just kind of get you know like fed up with kinda, it <laughs> yeah fed up but there's kinda some out, for yeah. some reason for some reason with muds and chicken wiggle it's just you know there's something that's satisfying about it um awesome. and nice about i won't I think... yeah i won't really pass a level unless if i get all of the sprites and i mean and with fun. chicken wiggle like going for fun uh for those who don't know i mean sort of similar to muds they they have like the do they have a particular name in this game? I'm, to be honest, like I know the, water sprites in Muds. The um the little things you collect in in Chicken Wiggle, you mean? Yeah, yeah. like I the one hundred. They're just like so yeah. Shiny so things. you'll collect a yep. hundred gems per level, but there are also uh, the word fun. So F U and N are hidden throughout the level, and those are mm-hmm. definitely more challenging to find. You know, you yeah. got to keep your eyes open and sort of feel around. You got to feel yeah. around on edges where you know false edges might be, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but with with your games, it's just like it pulls me in so much. I'm like, I can't keep pushing on. You know, I need to get this before before I wrap up here. Right. Awesome, good. Awesome. I think, I mean, I try to place them in such a way where, because I think the problem with things like Donkey Kong on the N64, um, where that became just a collectathon. You know, like after Ban- Banjo was was decent, that worked, that was fine. Collecting stuff and that wasn't too bad. But then when Donkey Kong 64 came along, it was like, oh come on, guys, you've pushed it way too far. Now collecting is just a, a, is a job. It feels like work. You know, this isn't fun anymore. That's my opinion of it anyway. So what I try to do with our stuff is put it so it's never too far off the beaten path. So it's like, yeah, I'll get that. Rather than, okay, I'll go and get them, I guess. Which is what it feels like in some games where you're like, oh, this is kind of a chore. So I try to make it right. as close to the main thread of the level as possible. So it's not too, I mean, there's a few exceptions to that for sure. Um, but generally speaking, so it's not too annoying <laughs> to get them But all. I think that, I was going to say, I think that's how it, why it works so well is when, you know, a lot of them are just sort of, like you said, not too far off. But when you do get that one where you can't find it, it makes it even more satisfying. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, like, I need ah, to. Usually they're easy to get. Where, why don't Why did they get to the end of this level with only twenty? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. Where's the other exactly. eighty? And there's one level specifically in in Chicken Wiggle like that where there is specifically the majority of them are hidden. Um, I think I, I think just one played that ones. one. Um, and you get to the end, you're like, you literally have like twenty or maybe forty, and you're like, really? I I, I actually played right. that, and I got to the end of it forgetting that it was like that, and I'm like, oh, that's right. They're all hidden throughout. <laughs> Darn it. I have to I play this again. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Now, I I think one of the cool... I mean, this is kind of switching a little, but I mean, going with the... You know, talking about your design, you know, of the levels. I think, you know, something that's that's really cool about this Chicken Wiggle and um, is is obviously the, the creator studio. That, that That's the biggest... The biggest draw, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, I mean, you know, the idea of all the levels you made, all the official levels are made in the editor. So mm-hmm. while, I mean, you know, how it was for me is I'd play and it's just like, oh my goodness, like, you can do that? You know, like, that's what I'm going through and playing the official levels. And it's like, oh, and I just get inspired. And, okay, I have to go make levels right now. Awesome. And then Good. as you're playing the game, you're like, you're like... It's, it's, just, it's just really weird. It's like, I feel like I'm one of the developers of this game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm I'm creating this 
like I, I'm seeing how he did it, mm-hmm. you know. I'm seeing how it was made, and then using that, and that's just really for me. Like I don't really that's have that. That um, I don't. Yeah, I don't have that perspective on games normally. I mean, for sure, like Super Mario Maker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess kind of is it's very similar. But I just think well, it's kind a, of a cool concept of slight, the creation. Right. I think. I think what might create that a stronger connection with this particular game is because it is what it is literally like with mario i mean with with mario maker you can't make every level that's been in every mario game in mario maker it's just impossible you can't do that it's not made that way it's made it has some constraints and has some limitations and it has some things you can do that you can't do in other regular games it kind of does both but it's not as black and white as the games in super mario world and etc were made with this it just isn't the case so it's not one-to-one whereas with this it is so there's that literal direct con- you know connection with oh wow this this game was literally made with the editor that i can use too like literally so if he made exactly. it i can make it like literally you know like there's no gray and- there's no oh but caveat no literally you can make this too there's, there's no reason and, you can't emulate this yeah. perfectly. And uh, one of the cool things that I think that, you know, that as you're going through, and I think was obvi- a very apparent and obvious decision, seems to me, was there's no tutorials for anything. Yeah. Uh, everything, everything is organic. You have to experiment. Uh, and, yeah. all, and, and, and experiment and experience. Mm-hmm. I like with with the enemies, you know. I'm thinking like, well, what what's the difference between this, you know, and yeah, what is this, this, and yeah. you know, and then like, uh, you know, and we've talked uh, the last time you were on the show, like it, we, you were talking about, you know, that 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 classic setup of of designing levels of how you show, you know, you show someone with the net underneath them, and then you know, then you show it with an obstacle, and then it's you know, it gradually gets harder, teaches them mm-hmm. introduce the danger eventually, yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean that's just really prevalent in this game, and it's so nice because, like I said, it's this unique relationship with the game now, where this is a creator game, showing you how to design levels, how to have fun, what you can do with them, and that's just not usually like when you're playing, like Donkey Kong Country, that's not what you're thinking, right? I mean, right. yeah, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's a unique viewpoint and now of, of, or at least that's my experience i had with him now. Uh, yeah and, that, and that's awesome i'd love to hear that hopefully that's everyone's experience that'd be amazing if they are <laughs> thinking i mean i think some people don't want to create right they're like no that's not my thing i just want to play the game well i think that's, that's cool. casey i mean i think casey's kind of on the opposite i mean not not completely like he still creates stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah no right? definitely like for me my the majority of my experience with chicken wiggle has been playing the levels you made you know right the, the campaign, if you will, mm-hmm. and to me, those are just so satisfying, and I'm having a great time. Um, like you said, I, I've jumped into the creator, mm-hmm. and I've messed around. I've done a couple levels, like nothing complete and to the point where I'd want to upload it or anything. You know, I'd still right. have some polishing to do, but <laughs> right. Uh, but like, it's so easy. Um, you Good. know what I mean? Good. It's so intuitive to just get in there and like, okay, like I've got my drop-down menu at the top. Like, let me click on this. Okay, this gives me these options, and I could do this mm-hmm. and that. And, you know, it, it, it just is, it was so easy to get in there. And, you know, for anyone that, I mean, I guess, like, Mario Maker is pretty easy to jump in. But I know, like, there's so many things, and, like, 
they would only introduce certain things at certain, you know, I mean, after you played yeah. a certain bit, right, things like this, lock. you got yeah. everything right there, mm-hmm. and it's just get in there and you start playing, you know, start messing around. Yeah, I think different people are going to approach it differently. I mean, like we, yeah, we consciously we did consider should we should we unlock things, should we should we do do a tutorial? I mean, we didn't consider it for very long, but we at least wanted to consider it just to make sure we were making the right decision. Um, but we're very quickly like, no, <laughs> we want, cause that's part of the creative process is experimentation and making mistakes and going, Oh, okay. I mean that, that's game design. That that's creative. Well, not just game design. That's just creativity is messing with stuff and seeing what happens. So we wanted to encourage that rather than spoon feed you, uh, which I think can lead you to a point of how did I get here? What do I do? I don't even know what I'm doing because I've been directed this whole way. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. You know, it's nice to go in there and go, right. nope, have at it. Good luck. And I think, I mean, it's a risk because some people will be like, wow, that's way too intimidating. I'm not even going to touch this. But we tried to soften that with making the interface playful and fun and, and interactive and simple. Like you said, at the, the top you have this stuff, the ingredients, and you click on it and you then you tap on the map and you put it there and there you go you know and it, it's pretty simple and then you just hit play and you can play it and check it out so hopefully we try to combat that but it yeah we wanted to make it so really it's for level designers it's for people who want to be a level designer um, but also try to make it not as ugly as real tools the actual tools we really make to make games which are not user-friendly at all that it's designed for us they don't have to be user-friendly because they're made for us you know so we know what, what that stupid button does even though no one else will and there's no manual for it we just you just have to know it right we obviously couldn't make that um you know, but I mean, right so when you're Nintendo making mutant muds when you're making mutant muds, you don't have. <laughs> we don't, you don't have, have the same. No, thing, we right? don't have the editor. No, we don't. No, <laughs> no it's, it's not half as good. Yeah, no, we. Yeah. No, it was a unique experience. It was really fun. Well, just to make an editor is like okay. Well, we've never done that before, so let's make an actual commercial editor. All right, let's give that. So that, a that shot. was the plan with Chicken Wiggle from the get go. <laughs> right. Was like right. right? Yeah. That was the it game was, was. This is going to be a creator, and then the exactly. levels, you know, came yeah. afterward. Yeah, the idea, um, I actually wrote uh, a blog kind of article about this on, on Gama Sutra and posted it today, um, which was a good prep for me to coming on here to kind of get my thoughts in order, was the way it started was I, I kind of did a, a, a an image of a player package. You know, it, it basically, it, it shows a little character and just how high they can jump and how far they can jump. And they had the little grappling hook and how far would that take them across a gap or up a shaft and stuff like that and it's actually the little Zeo Drifter guy because I didn't know what the game was going to be yet so I just took him because he was nice and square and and tiny um, and that was the first thing I created was like an idea for a player package like really limited jump height and a really limited attack range um, then combined with the ability to use a hookshot that would pull you across long distances or up tall up to high platforms so you had to rely on this ability so there's a nice kind of balance between the two so that was the beginning like oh this player package is fun that's different that's interesting um it's solid um and the original idea was to do essentially a 2d pushmo um it'd be like pushmo where you could just paint pretty pictures um and now as a side scrolling platform game now you can like navigate it by using a little hookshot or, de- or destroying blocks and stuff like that and get to the goal and you're done and that was it it was supposed to be a really quick just, just get this done in a few months kind of game. Let's use uh, uh, QR codes just like Pushmos. Make this really, really simple. Um, that was the original idea. Um, but really quickly, we were like, nah, 
let's spend 16 months doing it instead <laughs> and add all this crazy crap to it and make it absolutely insane. That's, that's where it ended up, which I'm happy it did. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know, like, I mean, coming from, you know, you're looking at your past, like Sea Drifter, Mutant Muds, you know, all that. I mean, it's just so ambitious. It's like, okay, well, here's another game, but also a creator studio with it. Yeah. Like, now that's how I'm looking at it. It, it like, takes well, I, a, a dose of crazy to take on something like that. It really does. And both know, me and Matthew you know, I, have a healthy dose of that where we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we like challenge, when, you know, and uh, yeah, it was a fun challenge to take on. Well, when now, you decided I, that it was going to be like you were expanding the scope, did you have any idea like, okay, this is going to take 16 months? Or did you think no. like, oh, like this might be a little bit more time, but we could it's, do no, it. Exactly. And then that just sort of snowballed. It really did snowball. I mean, and, and, and at different times it snowballed for different reasons, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, initially we were like, no, this game is, is too simple. Let's, let's push it a little bit further beyond the... Um... Well, actually, it started off with the technical side of QR codes versus online. What is the difference as far as time and complexity? Can we pull up online? Because I'm from a designer's perspective, I was like, let's just do QR codes because I know it's simple. I know it's easier. From right. a technical perspective, I'm not even going to bother even bother saying, Matthew, hey, let's do online level sharing. That's crazy talk. So let's just start with QR codes because it keeps it nice and simple. There's no network code to worry about. There's no Nintendo service to worry about. It's just a QR code. Great. It limits the game because the, the game data has to fit on a crappy little QR code, but that's okay. We can do that. Um, so that's where it started. And then when Matthew's like, no, we can do online, I'm like, what? <laughs> Suddenly the levels now <laughs> right. can get a hundred times more complicated so they will you know it's kind of like okay if we can do online we have a bandwidth now and now this guy's the limit so that completely changed the scope of the game it was like oh my gosh what have we done so it was like all right let's do that then um so that was the initial kind of thing but it, it even at that point it was still pretty reserved and trying to keep it nice and simple um and then the day we announced chicken wiggle um, was exciting for 3DS, yay, very awesome. The next day was not quite as exciting because Mario Maker <laughs> was announced for the 3DS, and we're like, yay, that really sucks. Um, we thought we were going to be, you know, Mario Maker on the 3DS, um, but no, now there's a Mario Maker on the 3DS. I'm like, ah, oh. so that was that was a real bummer. That was a real turning point where we were like, all right, should we even bother? Should we even bother with this? Should we well, even continue? You know. But then Mario Maker came out. Um, well, indeed. But at that <laughs> right? point, we hadn't played it. We didn't know anything about it. We just knew it was coming. Right. So, we, but we, so we're still in the middle of development, and we're like, ah, oh, great. We're just assuming literally Mario Maker from the Wii U is coming to the 3DS, which, weirdly right. enough, that wasn't the case. But that's what we assumed. No. Um, and that's under the understanding we were under. And we're like, oh, okay. So our game is going to pale in comparison. What's the point? All we are is just different, you know, and is that enough? How could, you know only a fool goes up against Mario you're not going to win <laughs> no one's ever yeah. won that battle so why are we going to try that and we're like oh my god so we we definitely struggled with that for a while because that's like really um, the same thing happened with face races not that I'm not claiming face races is some amazing game but, but we were doing that we announced that at that time Mario Kart was not coming to the 3DS and then suddenly it was we're like oh really anyway but um so <laughs> has nintendo sent you anything in the mail maybe they've got you you bugged oh like, god oh, no no we're just we're doing taking obvious, this idea we're just doing obvious things and they're just doing them better um i don't know about sugar Mobile, i wouldn't say that but with face racers that was certainly the case but um 
anyway, so that was interesting. So we, we wrestled with that for a while, and we're like, no, you know what? Let's just we believe in this. This is going to be a fun little game. It's different enough. It's quirky. There's a chicken and a worm. That's funny. Has the whole grapple thing going on. You know, this is different. You know, it's different enough where I think there's enough room in this pool for another player if we're different enough. So that, that really pushed us in, okay, how do we differentiate ourselves from Mario Maker? Which was a good, that was good. That was a good, a good kind of slap. Like, all right, if we are going to release on the same platform as Mario Maker, how can we be different at least? Not necessarily better, but how can we be different? So it was really nice when we heard that they didn't have online level showing. I was like, well, that's easy. Oh, man. We're already doing you that. Probably, <laughs> you, already you were got one that. of the few so people that, awesome. that were probably elated when you heard that news. Oh, so happy. I was like, why are they doing that? Surely that's going to come in a future update. And I actually asked someone at Nintendo, which I shouldn't name, and they're like, nope, I don't know why they've done this, and they're not going to update it. And I'm like, yes, good. Um, <laughs> and then they didn't have stereoscopic 3D. So I'm like, boom. That's another thing we have to do then, because they're not because they're not doing it. Exactly. So now, that, now yeah. I have to ask you this: How come two guys did this and Nintendo didn't? <laughs> like, well, Mario Maker on the 3DS is how? a very impressive game. Um, it's very well done. I mean, the online thing isn't a lack of ability; it's a strange decision. You know, I think Nintendo does things, and they have to they have to have a specific reason for it to exist. And for some reason, they got this idea in their mind that okay, if we've got Mario Maker on the Wii U, that's great, awesome. Why are we going to justify doing it on the 3DS? And they got this idea stuck in their mind of well, great, we'll let multiple people work together, collaborate on a single level. That's a great idea. That could be a unique selling that's feature of 3DS. Idea. But why would you not do online level sharing? And I think some of that comes together with their guidelines for online level sharing and doing online and, and, and trying to protect kids and all that kind of fun stuff. So th and that's a very complicated issue. Um, and Nintendo are at the forefront of making that complicated and protecting people. And that's that's respectful. That's great. Um, and I, so I, I wonder if that's an element of why it's not online to kind of keep it simple and protect people because you whatever you know, you know you can sure read between the lines and what that can end up being as far as being abusive if people choose it to be abusive um right so that might be an element of it or it might just be let's just make this different for different sake um anyway either way i was i was elated that it didn't do it yeah, yeah it's it's a nerfed version for sure very strange yeah, it just seems but. like you'd think they'd have those things in place for abuse you know with the wii u version that they could have some sort of you know, carry yeah. over to know how to approach that, but yeah, I always it's a just I was issue. like, yeah. so weird, but yeah, but hey, um, it did worked out anyway. <laughs> so yeah, no, and 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 another reason, and and then so I think once we had convinced ourselves that our game was different enough, great, there's a reason for it to exist, awesome, let's do that then. Um, and then we just continued making stuff and coming up with new ideas, and then and then it made sense to let time go by, just continue making it. Um, to distance ourselves time-wise from from that game as well, just like let that game be in the past, and then we'll continue. Obviously, the Switch came along and got took off really well. And how that's affected the 3DS market, I have no idea. I guess we'll find out on Thursday. You know, find out today on Thursday, um, as far as how well it sells. Yeah. But um, but it made sense to, to distance distance the game as well as, as far as time as well. So anyway, so that was the journey we went through as far as the scope of the game. So the the end result is is a really a game that is, is much bigger and grander and sophisticated and polished than it was ever intended to be, um, which is great. 
you know, so I'm definitely very, very wow. proud of what it is. Whether that was wise, whether it will make money or not, is a completely different question. But I'm very, very happy with the game. It's, it's definitely um, achieved many of the things that, that I wouldn't have even dared, um, you know, imagine at the beginning, 16 months ago. I was actually thinking it, it's probably not a bad time as far as with, you know, we just had Pikmin and Metopia and the release of the 2DX, uh, 2DS XL, and we mm -hmm. have Metroid coming out, you know, yeah. In I think a month from today. So I feel like it's it enough going time. on with the 3DS. Yeah, that like people are playing it and stuff. Yeah. What makes me gun shy is that Mutant Mode Super Challenge did not sell well um, on any platform. Well, actually, that's not true. But on Wii U and 3DS, it didn't sell very well. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, I think. But, but so that makes me a little bit gun shy. It, it's such a delicate, or well, any market, it's a delicate market, but especially Nintendo market. So it really, yeah, so we'll see. I really, I don't know what to expect. My expectations are relatively low, I think relatively uh, tempered, but you can't help but hope for the best, you know? So we'll see. Well, I mean, one thing's for sure though, like, honestly, you know, it, it's just, it's so ambitious and huge and like what, it, that's what I'm saying. It was just like a big surprise to me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how, how well it works. I mean, you have the, and you know, just to let everyone know, like it, you know, it has like the solid frame rate. Everything works how it should. Sixty frames There's a second. Not, oh, oh, it's just gorgeous, you know. And it, it's just it's how you'd want any game to look, you know, that way. Um, and I just haven't. And then, like I said, uh, I mean, I don't know how how on, implementing online stuff is going to work for someone. And I don't know, like maintaining servers. I mean, sure, it's it's, you know, it's it's little levels, but I mean, I don't know how that's going to work if that's going to work out okay. But it worked great for me. I mean, all all, all systems go for me for uploading everything. It's and then like you know, you have the ability to download levels, uh, the people and not play them at the same time. So that helped Casey. <laughs> yeah, like when he did. <laughs> And he's stopping at McDonald's to download chicken wiggle levels, getting chicken nuggets. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, I I know you're saying you're going to Mickey D's, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Stupid Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I actually had a question about the gameplay that I was sort of wondering. Um, so when you throw out your grapple, right, all of the enemies freeze. Yes. Now, I was wondering, when Everything you were developing, did you play around with them not freezing you know like be more time based that way uh, like was that something you messed um, around with no I think I mean our plan was always like I mean there was probably a time when when you threw the grapple out when you threw the worm out nothing paused I'm sure there was I'm sure that was the original implementation was great the worm comes out awesome and that's it you know and everything just moved as normal and nothing paused um, but it, I think it came pretty quickly evident that we needed to give the player a break in that situation so um, they had more power over things so you wouldn't feel robbed and feel like there was some cheap shots because they because if you imagine the game doesn't pause when like that especially like thorny vines or or really anything any enemy if they're still moving while you're literally tethered to an action that you've committed to that's going to take even if it's less than a second it's still a moment of time um, you could screw yourself very easily <laughs> um, if the game doesn't pause while you're doing that. So um, it just seemed right. like the right thing to do. Yeah, and, and I, th I think it is. I think it was. No, I yeah. think it works really well, especially when, you know, some of my favorite moments in the game are when you're sort of going up 
a corridor with totally. a bunch of enemies or like a you know the yeah, spiky you feel like you're things. just totally yeah skimming and through there coasting yeah. through yep like yeah. you're like oh my gosh they're gonna get to me the any minute and I made it all oh, those spiders yeah. that spider level Oh, yeah. With the with the uh, clouds. The clouds. Oh yeah. See, it's funny. I've seen a lot of people play that level, and it's funny because I intended that level for you to not kill the spiders in that particular situation. Just run and jump. Don't even worry about them. But everyone is grappling and killing them, and I'm like, oh, wow. I kill everything. Because I've actually I never tried everything. to play it that way. Because I'm like, that's crazy talk. I'm not gonna try and kill them. Oh really? I'm just gonna yeah. run and avoid them. <laughs> but amazingly, it is possible to kill them and run. And I'm like, oh my god, you poor people. Well, yeah, that's how I had to do it. I mean, <laughs> I, I figured out it's like, oh wait, if you hit them, yeah, then you can actually run through them. Or just don't even hit them at all. You can run if you run right at the edge of the platform. You completely can just avoid them and run right through them all. That's how I play it. That's how this design. I'm a fan of man. Now I gotta try that. I'm a fan of killing everything. Yeah, and a lot of people are. You need to yeah tidy up. Like there's something satisfying about like all right, like I'm grappled to the ceiling. I'm gonna drop down, stun someone, grapple back up to the ceiling, drop down, peck them, grapple back up to the ceiling. Oh. Like, it's so much fun like to just mess around with the yeah. grapple effect in yeah. different areas where they might not necessarily, like you said, be planned, you know, originally to be used that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it has, like, that kind of bionic commando, right? That's a that's mm-hmm. a big uh, part of it, I feel like, it, except for you don't do the swinging. You're just kind of like, uh, I don't know. You lock in. You call it. Yeah. Yeah, just but like pulling I, around. I, I do want to say... Yeah. Yeah, talking about the difficulty. Yeah, like it can seem really high, um, and creating levels is really it, it, that's a challenge. It gets to me where it's like, man, I mean, I can make this like impossible, you know. But I mm-hmm. mean, and then you're creating. It's like at the end of the level. Well, am I gonna put this really hard thing at the very end of the level? You know. Right. And then it's like, yeah. Okay, well, I'll put the checkpoint. So checkpoints. That's the solution to the problem there. And it's mm-hmm. like. Like the biggest thing I'm doing is like I don't want people to be annoyed while they're playing my level. Like that's I yeah. want them to want to finish it. I want them to have I don't want it to be easy, but I don't want them to just be mad that this cheap level design that's just meant to make yeah. you you know barely it, by the skin of your teeth. Get yeah, by. I mean it, and it's funny because I mean, and that was the challenge throughout development was trying to figure out. And, and I again, I talk about this in my blog, so I should mention it here as well for those that don't care about my blog. Um, <laughs> is is that was the challenge? Was is the first thing we had to do in making the game was make the level editor because I wanted to make sure I made the levels for the game in that level editor, to, so I feel the pain that the user will feel at the end. So hopefully yeah. we can actually make the ed- editor not painful. Um, and I also wanted to be able to say all the levels were made with the level editor therefore you can make them too I, I want that was really important that was the whole point um but the hard thing was man we had to make the freaking level editor without making the level it, it actually really sucked it was really annoying because uh, making a level editor is not fun you know you're making an application basically how boring is that so it was but it's really difficult as well so it was a really tough period like making this thing designing it building it one brick at a time putting it in there but at the same time you're making the interface and the interactive and the touching and all the stuff you're also designing the actual ingredients the actual little tiles that you can there's over a hundred of them in the game in the end which is amazing you're designing those and creating those and implementing those at the same time so the weird thing is you have this vast period of the project months of the project where you're making this editor and you can make some levels but you know the 
meaningless because the, the, you, you don't know all of the ingredients in the game yet. You certainly don't have them at your disposal if you, even if you know what they are in your head. So, you know, you can't, you feel like you can't make anything yet until it's all done. It was really weird. Right. It really sucked. And I actually went on vacation last year over to Europe. And I actually had the editor running on my 3DS at the time, um, but it wasn't finished, or the ingredients wasn't done, obviously. Um, but I was making levels while I was on vacation, which was a really interesting experience. It was just, I had to go through so many experiments and making levels, and none of them were that fulfilling. And it was like, man, these, I don't know, man. It was really a bizarre experience. Um, and so once, but it was the moment we had the editor done, we had all the ingredients done, finally. And it was like, all right, Finally, I am where the player is going to be. Like the editor feels good, all the stuff's in there, they all work individually, they all work in combination. We know they technically work, but we actually haven't made a level that's worth anything yet, but we know everything functions, great. Now I can finally make a level, and now it's like, God, okay, <laughs> how on earth are we going to make the levels? Like, <laughs> I have 100 ingredients, how do I present that to the player over the course of 48 levels? Uh -oh. Like, what do you do? And I was like, oh my God. So it was really, that's, but that's, that's, that was the fun, that was exciting, though, even though it was daunting. That was like, yes, this is my job. Now, this is my designer job. Like, now, how do I take all of these pieces and present this to the player? And that was super fun. You know, I, I, I made these really exciting and sexy um, tables of here's all the devices in a, in, a, in, a, in a column. Now I need to match them up with, um, with, with enemies, with, with hazards, you know, which, which things go well together. You know, so I had loads of those things written all over the place. And I was like, great, these are good. Yeah, these are good. This is good. Great. We can repeat that with that. Awesome. Nice. Um, so this big list of all of this stuff, not exciting, you know, just a bunch of words. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, and now, and then I went through them and graded what I thought those combinations could be as far as difficulty. One being easy, five being really hard. So then I did that to all of these combinations. But I, I knew I only needed 48, but I had way more than that because there's way more combinations than you can do from that. And even some of the devices I didn't end up even using in the main player campaign. So they're nice surprises when you come to the elevators, so like the little warps and stuff yeah. like that. You're like, hey, what the heck is this? I haven't seen this before. So that was super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Um, so then I made that list, and then and then I just and then I had to figure out okay, how am I going to present this to the player? And I actually um, was looking at playing lots of games, looking at lots of level design, especially the Mario games, figuring out how they use the ingredients to present to the player. And I was kind of honing in on Super Mario 3D World at the same time that I saw this amazing video recorded by Mark Brown, who does the Game Developers Toolkit, or whatever it's called on YouTube. Really smart guy. Um, he, I think he works with Pocket Gaming, I'm not sure though, but he's a UK guy. Um, I won't hold that against him though. Um, and uh, he had this really cool video on how he broke down Nintendo's level design process and how, how going through from Mario 64 through to Mario Galaxy, through to Mario 3D World, they'd come to a really concise level design process which was these certain steps anyway i thought that was really great and i kind of re reverse engineered that and kind of figured out how that would adapt to chicken wiggle and create my own seven steps of what that would be and let me pull that up real quick so i actually know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> um and that is um the really and i use that kind of as a as a uh, Bible basically for the whole game uh, to make yeah, um, yeah, each, totally. each level. So step one, for example, is introduce a new device. So let's just say it's the spring. 
great. Introduce the, the spring in a, an environment where you cannot get hurt, you cannot die, so the player gets to check it out. Cool, this is a fun spring, yay, awesome. And then once you've done that, step two would be the next part of the level where now you repeat that um, with a little bit of variety and now with death below you, without the safety net. So you're kind of, you have to prove to the game and to yourself, I understand this device, I can get past it without dying, awesome. Step three is now let's introduce a new hazard. Let's just put an enemy in there. Like the death doesn't count as a hazard kind of thing. Now let's put an enemy in there. Um, but again, in a safe environment, so it's just you and the enemy. You get to kind of kill that guy. Awesome. Now step four is now repeat um, that original device from the beginning, the spring, in a new, with a twist. In a slightly different setup, again with a safety net um, to kind of, you know, not only prove to yourself you know what you're doing, but also kind of, uh, familiarity with a twist is always kind of a fun thing to do and that's why we always like to watch Hollywood movies it's that basic premise you know um, <laughs> yep. and then boom checkpoint right. so now in the middle of level more or less so now you have license to get a bit crazier so now level step five is let's repeat the hazard repeat the enemy with a little extra challenge um, to kind of step it up a little bit step six is now um, and now the now you really get to have fun in step six now you get to combine the device from the beginning with the enemy with the hazard um, without a safety net so it's like boom now you really get to have fun and all throw it at the player but at the same token the player gets to have fun and they get to use what they've learned now from the first parts of the level and really put it into play in this in this step six of the of the level and then step seven calms down a little bit it repeats the device from the beginning in a slightly different way with a safety net to take you to the end goal so it'd be just a stair-step spring, boing, 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 up to the cage, boom, you know, and um, rescue them. And that's it. So that's seven steps I use religiously across the whole game on every level. Um, after the fact, I've already figured out how things are going to use together, what level of, dif good, level of difficulty they're going to be. So it was those three things all put together, like the steps, um, how the relationships of these things are going to go and then what the difficulty level of them are. Once you have all of those three figured out and put together, boom, you can it make... It It really does. It really does. And that was my idea. was like, <laughs> let's get this all planned out. Let's get all this boring stuff out of the way so when I come to make a level, I can just have fun. I can just enjoy it and I'm very focused. Oh, I'm making this level. It's going to be at this difficult. It's going to use these, these two things. Great. I don't, I, I'm not now overwhelmed with the, with the fact there's a hundred things I could use in this level. I'm, I'm focused on, I'm going to use a spring, I'm going to use a blue bat, and the difficulty is one. Great. I know exactly what I need to do then. Or at least I can have fun experiment within that very tiny box. Um, anyway, so there you go. So that's Wait. how I approached the design, which was crazy different to any game I've worked on before. <laughs> when you go into making a level, do you, you know, do you go in and you go, I'm going to complete this level, and when I'm done with this, I'll move on to the next one? Or is it something where... You'll get some ideas, you'll work it for a little bit, and you'll be like, you know what, I'm going to put this on the back burner for now, I'm going to work on something else, and then that way, you know, maybe go back with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, I mean, all of the above. I mean, sometimes a level just, boom, just gets done from beginning to end seamlessly, and you're like, yes, that was awesome. Sometimes it's really painful, and it's just like pulling teeth. You're like, ugh. You know, you know it's working, it's fine, but just you, in the mood you're in or the things you're working with, it's just like, ugh. And you just have to kind of chip away at it and do something else in between. So really all of the above, um, any, any, any and every situation. But the beautiful thing was um, I made sure that, you know, we had the editor running on the 3DS development kit, which is just a 3DS, basically. I can take it anywhere. Um, so then I could make them anywhere. I could make them 
at my desk. I can make them on the toilet. I can make them at bed. I can make them in the car. I can just make them anywhere, you know, and that was important because I wanted that ability and freedom to do it, just chip away at it whenever I had a moment because um, I knew I had a lot of levels to make. Um, see, <laughs> so. see, this is what's so funny is like everything you just said, I have experienced firsthand. Like, <laughs> That's like, awesome. Like everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I had it on the 3DS, and I, I was playing it on the toilet for many, many a, a, a leg-numbing experience. Yes, it is very leg-numbing. That's hilarious. Yes. You know, it's like, I have to finish yeah. this, and you stand up, and then, like, your legs You're like, are oh, my God. Like, yeah, you have to stump them down yeah. a little bit. I've been sitting in here for 35 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I better get back to work. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my goodness! I should have been should have clocked it an hour ago. But. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I was gonna say, as far as the development time, did you say sixteen months was the? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how much would you say was focused on really nailing down the creator versus how much actually was creating the levels? Like, was it you know, you know, seventy five percent the creator, and then once you know you had that, it all sort of fell fell together relatively quickly, or? Um. At the end of the day, it probably was 70-30, yeah, on, on the creator, 70 on the creator, probably, because mm. that, it just required so much, um, I mean, that had to be built, not only the interface itself, but the ingredients as well, of course, had to be built before any levels can be made. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, I was designing and thinking about the levels while that was being done, but just not executing on anything, but a lot of thought and a lot of design was happening, I suppose. Um, so I mean maybe it's I don't know, 65, 35, but, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but 67. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like um, my 60% on Namco. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so, but definitely more, definitely more on the editor than, than the levels themselves because uh, you know it's it was so important and we didn't want to shortchange that. It really um, um, not only because of the game itself, you know, it needed something decent. Selfishly, I wanted to make I wanted to make the levels with a nice editor, you know. So I was helping helping myself was helping the player, you know. I wanted it to be super slick and solid, and so did Matthew. We we really focused on on the silly details as well as the big important details to kind of make the implementation. So it was, yeah, it was fun. It was it was. I mean, there was a time when um you know we we didn't even have you know you could scroll around the map with the left circle pad and press the L button to open and close the menu, you know, and then when we realized, oh, we should do that, I'm like, oh my God, that, wow, that makes this much easier. <laughs> this is so much better <laughs> to use this thing now. Um, it was, you know, just those, those realizations, it was like, oh yeah, cool. Um, and, it, and it was just uh, doubly awesome because that was, we knew that, that the player was going to benefit from these, these very things, which was like, man, cool. You know, it was definitely the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, you could you could just definitely tell that this game was it was in the oven as long as it should have, and it came out when it was ready. Yeah. Um, and it you know it doesn't feel shortchanged at all, like I was trying to mention before. Um, now, I, before we you know we get done with chicken wiggle, I, I I feel like we we need to Jules, if if you could kind of pitch how, how the online how you can share how you can download everything. It's really cool. Yeah. So. Um, so it's I think it's fairly quick, simple, and seamless. Um, we try to make it so, and I, I think it is. Um, the way it works is that when you make a level, I mean, even if you don't want to make a level, and that's fine, but if you did make a level, 
um, the simple rule is you have to complete your own level before you're allowed to share it. So if you have any gems, any pickups in the game, you have to make sure you can, or if the game rules are kill all the enemies or whatever, you have to make sure you can achieve that objective. And then once you've done that, then you have the option to share it. And then you simply go, boom, share, and literally it's uploaded. And there you go, you're done. Um, so then, but if you're not interested in making stuff, or if you want to check out your own level or someone else's level, you simply click on the on the main menu share button, which takes you to the online portal. Um, and um, that was another aspect that, that was heavily designed as well. Um, and that was another thing where we wanted to differentiate uh, ourselves from Mario uh, Maker um, as far as making it... I think it, it's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. making it really flexible, very... Um, uh, easy to browse and find and common and, common sense like yeah exactly it really how is it's kind of common sense stuff that uh, for some reason Nintendo doesn't want to do a lot of times which is kind of odd but they we were certainly kind of more... lack common sense sometimes <laughs> we we wanted to kind of be a little bit more scrappy as far as like well yeah if we're if this was a PC game what would it have you know it would let you um sort the levels in a way you wanted to sort it you would have search tags on the levels you'd be able to type stuff in um you know it would just be very open you know it would be very flexible and we're like well we can do that there's no reason we can't and nintendo's not going to say we can't you know they have their guidelines and this doesn't break any of those guidelines so cool let's do that then um and um yeah, I mean the nice thing is once you're on the once you're on the online portal, um, you're immediately greeted with the most popular levels, and um, um, that was something actually we we debated. Well, I didn't debate. Matthew debated. Matthew didn't like that idea, but I thought that was the way to go because people are people want to be famous, people are vain, people want their level to be in the highlight. So I thought landing on the most popular level every time. Is perfect because the person who covets that spot will feel really special and everyone who's not on that spot will want to be on that spot that's my thinking anyway so i think it's important mm -hmm. to land on that popular list um because let's face it the life is about popularity whether you like it or not so i, I think that i thought that was nice that was a nice microcosm of our society right there just to get deep for a second but i thought that was nice <laughs> to have that there because because that's what puts value in that list if the popular list wasn't the first thing you saw, then the popular list is meaningless. No one's going to look at it. Who cares? But the fact that that's the first thing you land on gives it value. Anyway, so... But you can also search... But, yes. But, but I thought yeah, that was the most important stuff, right? thing to land on. But the nice thing is you can press the X button or you can just tap the little button at the top there. Um, and then you have a wealth of, of categories to choose from, from latest levels, your own levels, levels you've favorited, um, a two-way official levels are to his favorite levels which happens to be a certain perry's level right now um and actually perry, perry's level was the first favorited a two favorited level uh, in history Woo! um and it wasn't it was purely based on oh perry's made a level let me check it out damn that was good oh my god that was impressive <laughs> this is totally worthy of being a two favorite level i mean legit i mean it was as simple as that i was like because if the level wasn't, I'd have been like, oh, good job, man, that's a good level. You know, no way it's going to be a favorite level, but yeah. a good level. You know, but it was like, dude, this is totally worthy of that. I was like, well impressed. Um, and all of your and levels. I'm like, sitting over here, like, all of your levels are you. very impressive, by the way. I was if like, if it was a bad level, thank you. you'd look later to find it online and it just wasn't there anymore. Just like, get <laughs> right. this off my system. Yes, exactly. My... This is yeah. this is offensive and then delete this level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so there's a lot of categories, and you can search. Yeah, so the, there's a big old search bar down there, which you know you can just tap on that, and you can type anything you want in there. So, you know, Perry, uh, Talk Nintendo, uh, a bunch of numbers. You can put yeah. anything you want doesn't, in there, doesn't. and it could be an ID. Yeah. Like if you know your number for your level is 281, well, great, search for that, boom, it'll pop it up. There you go. If you know there's four search tags for every level, it can be anything you want. So if you if talk you know, talk Nintendo. You know, you, you want to have your listeners to levels. Great. Um, what, what, yeah, what it, and that's what it is. Yeah, you can put in whatever yeah. unique. What would be a unique thing you'd do for your show? Do you think to put a tag? Well, I've been tagging all my levels. Talk Nintendo. That's one of them. And then one of them. You can even just is, do TNP, uh, right? Or I think I did that for the first right. one because it's Talk Nintendo, then, Nintendo Podcast is the official name, right? Yes. Yes. And um, then, so I, so I do that as two separate ones, like Talk Nintendo, and then Podcast, and then Perry, and then I think nice. NWR, I think. Okay. So, so yeah, NWR, of course, you guys are with those guys as well. So, anyway, so yeah, a nice simple kind of tag, and then and the nice thing is you search for that, and it'll bring up all the levels that have that unique tag. So the more unique, the better, because then you can look at just your friends or just your community's levels. Yeah, it, it just makes sense. Um, it really it just, does. It's such a simple thing. Um it's simple can, yeah. to, to use and easy to use and like you said it's just very powerful very something powerful. you look at and you can just completely understand without needing yeah. you know crazy explanations yeah it, but, I mean like yeah. you said yeah it's just it's, there's even an ID number like you don't even need to do that but you can just give a number yeah. and then it's right there you could just say like, hey my level is this number can you look it up and get it yeah sure or you have four yeah. search tags or you have the author's name or whatever you know you can search anything like, you want why yeah and it's like why wouldn't it be like that yeah it's just and that's kind of why we wanted to be more scrappy and a little bit more like well what would normal people do with a normal game that isn't a nintendo game you know because i think nintendo their games are are amazing and i love them um but they're very restrictive a lot of times especially online i don't know why I yeah. things are different in japan i don't know what the deal is but we're like yeah we don't want that experience we want to try and make it more open um, there's a few things we wanted to do that we, we honestly couldn't do um, because of Nintendo's guidelines but you know whatever it is what it is it's their platform it's their rules that's fine um, and we overcome them and no big deal but um, yeah so I think the online community is pretty powerful it's very flexible um, and you know I'm uploading levels as official uh, 2E levels there's also an official or two favorite um, list, which right now only has one level, and it happens to be Perry's. That's just really, honestly, it <laughs> oh, honestly is a yeah. coincidence, actually, that we're actually chatting about it right now, that you, that you have to be the one. But that's just, that is, that's a fact. Um, and I'll be adding wow. to that as time goes by. Um, honestly, I could add most of your levels, honestly, to that, but I think that would be a little obnoxious. But, um, so... <laughs> Don't worry, guys, you probably won't find one of mine on there. I was just going to say, you might as well just change it to Perry's. Uh, really, I might as well. It's just a Perry's, Perry's levels. There we go. Well, Perry, um, just brand now, some under my name, and maybe we can get a couple extras in there. Right. Now, the nice thing is... Um, it's our server, um, so all of that stuff is actually running on our server. We actually have to ping Nintendo server, so Nintendo has the ability to shut the game down if something crazy happens. And that, that's totally understandable and it's totally fair, I get it, that's cool. But the nice yeah, thing is, yeah. we have the flexibility to change those categories if we want to. Like at one point we were thinking, hey, let's have a category super challenge levels, like crazy hard levels, and we might do that someday. But I was like, you know what, let's, we can save that for later, we don't need There'll be balls hard, hard levels up there anyway, so we don't need a category well, for it right now. But um, the nice thing is we well, can change Let's those. talk the future. All right. Oh, segue. Look out. 
Nicely done. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we should like. What, what what's the future of of Chicken Wiggle? I mean, I know that I know for a fact that there are millions of people asking you, what, when and is this coming to Switch? For sure, you know? I, that is probably the question I have been asked the most. When it <laughs> more recently, it's a legitimate question. It is. No, it is. Um, I'm sitting here going. Oh my goodness! This would be—I mean, this would work. You know, you got games coming out. Mm-hmm. Got the touch It'd be screen. amazing. Everyone, I got my beautiful Switch. Yeah. You know, I'm just it saying. It would be nice. And, and and there's really no. Um, the only reason we wouldn't is is obviously more of a boring um, financial logistical reason. There's, there's no obstacle other than that sure. that we wouldn't do. It would work perfectly on the Switch. Um, the only. Uh, the 3DS is actually the perfect platform for it, and it was designed for the 3DS, and that was a beautiful thing to design a game for a specific platform. Most games aren't done that oh, way. Yeah. It's, it's oh, really yeah. a beautiful thing to be able to do that. Um, we've done that a number of times now, and it's great. Um, so the 3DS is actually the perfect uh, platform for it, and the reason for that is you can you have the touchscreen and you have the non-touchscreen. The Switch only has one screen, and it is a touch or it's not a touch. Obviously, if you put the switch in the dock, you can't touch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so you suddenly you, suddenly the touch screen has gone away. So now suddenly making levels is not so cool. Um, so that would be the only caveat is that if we did it, um, the you know undocked would be the level making mode, and then you would play it either undocked or docked. But we we, we wouldn't have it where you can make levels and it's docked because it will just feel crap. Yeah, You'd be using be... the circle pad to move stuff around. It'd be like, God no, that would feel so bad. So we wouldn't want to do that. But that's oh, that's the yeah. only downside is is it's not quite a perfect one to one. Like three S literally is perfect for it, um, which is a beautiful thing. But um, anyway, that wouldn't stop us though if we were to do it because I think it would still right. work great. Um, no, it's more like how 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 well does it do? You know, does it do well on the three DS? Does yeah. it make money? Um, you know, obviously we have muds um, in the pipe for Switch, um, we have Treasure Notes, um, you know, we're working on as well, um, so we have things we're working on, um, we hope that we'll, you know, they'll make money, uh, we hope Chicken Mobile makes money, um, you know, like for example, Zeodrifter did really well, um, I mean, I'm very proud of the game, and I'm proud of Super Channels, Super Channels didn't do very well, <laughs> uh, but Zeodrifter did really well, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I don't, I don't get that, I just um, don't get why, I mean, why Super Channels didn't do. I think it's just, it was so hard, and it wasn't called Muds 2. Yeah, maybe uh, it was intimidating. Two, two big reasons. It's like it's balls hard, which most people are like, well, the first one was hard enough. Um, and it was like Super Challenge, what's that? Is that like a mission disc? I don't understand what that means. Anyway, so whatever. But, um... Uh, oh, that's... Yeah, no, it's a, a darn shame. Because I'm really proud of Super Challenge. It's such a refinement so of good. the MUDs game, but it is oh, crazy hard. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the mute so MUDs, the bosses. And yeah. The, yeah, it's crazy hard, but here's the thing is, like, you, like we were talking about before... It's it's good hard where it's fair, you know, I think. even yeah. a, 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 an awful video game player like me can beat the game and love it and <laughs> push forward and you know and it counts your deaths and laughs yes, at you. Yes, exactly. Um, but um, but no, but, but Switch anyway is something we could possibly do. It's really dependent on um, on how it does on 3ds. Um, well, yeah, right. And, and you're talking about 3ds and you're talking about how you can change the categories. And I, I mean, I'm think I'm playing through this game going. Oh my goodness, the DLC, the concept of DLC for this game could be unbelievable. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you, you know, you put in the MUDS DLC and boom, 
like boom, that's that's it. Then the Zeo Drifter, you know. Right. And then when Treasonauts hits, and you do that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, that's it, it's just, definitely. It's just so obvious. Well, and something, I mean, and actually, this is one of the seeds of inspiration for for doing Chicken Wiggle. Actually, comes from a of a program that I used when I was a kid called Shoot 'Em Up Construction Kit, uh, which was on the uh, well, it's on a lot of different platforms, but I mainly used it on the Commodore Amiga. Um, and it was a game maker. Um, you know, you could draw your own sprites. You could. It was really crap, though. I mean, you couldn't make good games, but it was awesome at the time. Um, but you could make shoot 'em ups basically, um, and you could draw your own sprites. You could, you know, set the scroll speed and do all kinds of stuff. It was great. I loved it. Um, and I've always loved that, and I've always loved the idea of that. And, and obviously, Chicken Wiggle was somewhat, you know, from that enjoyment that I had with with something using something like that. Um, but a, a bit of big. Um, and I don't know if we'd ever do this, and it'd be so hard to do, but I'd love to do it. But my I, my ultimate is to actually make a 2D platform game maker where you mm. could make your own 2D platform game. That, I mean, that would be my ultimate. And really, Chicken Wiggle is kind of like a, 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 a stepping facet, stone. is a facet of that. Yeah, stepping stone of that. It's one element of that. Um, so it, it could be a, oh, a step in, in that direction. It'd be such a massive project to create it. Because the way to want to do it is 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 to allow you to make what you want to make. You know whether you want to make mutant mods, whether you want to make Mario, whether where you want to make Sonic, whether you want to make Spelunky, Treasonauts, whatever. It's up to you. You can make them all. Like a, uh, it would be it would be ridiculous. It, you know, because for me, I'd want the player to be able to go, okay, well, how big is the player? How fast do they move? Um, can they jump? Okay, well, what button makes them jump? How high do they jump? You know, all of that. Just the whole shebang, you know, but all in a beautiful interface, just like Chicken Wiggle. Super simple, fun Nintendo-style interface, but you can do the whole freaking game. That would be my ultimate. Yeah, that'd that would be, be the future. That would be the future IP. But I don't know <laughs> if we'll ever get there. But anyway, so I wanted to mention that because that's the yeah. ultimate goal. <laughs> but I don't know if that would ever happen. Well, but anyway, this is a step in that direction. <laughs> better not be fooling me. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, uh, well, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid because that's what I got to experience, oh, yeah. but in a really kind of crappy way well, but to make well, your ultimate version of that would be oh my gosh yeah the i well i feel like the last time i talked to you 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 didn't have you you don't have any experience with warrior diy not really i played it a little bit but not much yeah yeah that's just crazy to me because uh that's just like the most amazing create like do whatever you want like do literally whatever you want kind of right. games uh, creators and it's amazing and so intuitive and stuff. So it just reminds me of that. Um, but uh, yeah. But anyway, but no, the, the DLC ideas are really cool. That would be really neat. I mean, there's definitely a, a potential for it. And you get the. Glasses. I mean, you're already sort of doing DLC, free DLC, if you're pumping out more levels. You know, as far as levels, right, as far as right. content for sure. I mean, and that was always part of the plan. I, I didn't want to spend 10 million years making 100, 100 levels or whatever. And I was like, you know what, why would I do that? I'm just going to make a good, healthy amount of levels, and then I'll continue making levels and upload them. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and then let, every, let everyone and else, let make, else make them as well. God darn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, DLC would be fun for it, and uh, you know, as far as themes and, and all kinds of new you know, oh, ingredients. Man. But <laughs> so yeah, perfect. we'll have to see. You get the hat from Treasure Knots and the glasses and the yeah, helmet. Yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, it's, this is a funny thing. Uh, I, forget. I just want to tell you this. I was playing, and you know the rocket, the rocket. Uh, the jetpack. The, the double jump. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, jetpack. Yeah. There you go. 
I put that on, and my wife goes, hey, that looks like Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey? She's so random. What? That's amazing. I guess I they got the, the, like, it's the, like, the bottle like cap uh, glasses. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what do you call it? That is funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Drew Carey. But, uh, cameo. That's yes. right. Unofficial cameo. Drew Carey. I guess to, to sort yes. of bring us to an end here, since we are going crazy long, um, just a little bit more on, you know, the future of what a TUI is going to be working on. I know we touched on Mutant Muds and Treasure Knots, but is Mutant Muds for Switch, is that something we can expect, you know, within this year, you know, sooner or later, or, you know... Yeah, what's the plan here? Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Yeah, I you, mean, and it's and, and the only thing that's been announced as far as that project is that... Um, that it does have, you know, Mutant Muds Deluxe um, in it. Yes. Yes. Would you think okay, so about? It is deluxe yeah, I was going to say, think about maybe doing like the ultimate mutant muds, like ultimate edition with super challenge and deluxe, kind of bundled I mean, together. That'd be cool, or? wouldn't it? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. It sure that'd would. Be really yeah. Cool. Yeah. And limited run games, physical. Oh wow. Well, oh, I'd buy ten. That'd, of those. that'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> oh, so there's definitely some. Oh, uh, I so mean, good. we've shown um, you know much running on the switch which it does and it runs great it you know it's fun because i you know when you play level one there's that little sign you know the little, the little birds sitting on and on the 3ds it has the a button obviously i had to update that for sony releases and all, all the different releases because they all have different buttons mm-hmm. so it's just really neat uh like to make the switch version of that you know which is the typical you know the standard kind of four circles but it's the bottom one you have to press kind of icon love it. that the switch yes. is embracing which i love um so i got to do that and that's actually in the photo it. that i released it has that little sign in there um so it's yeah it was neat it's really neat like oh sweet bring this to switch so anyway so that has so what's been announced is that we've shown shown muds running on the switch and it does run on it and it's really nice um and um we will have there are some surprises that haven't been announced yet um, with that what game, what better time um, than now? So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and it, it's a. But as far as time, the plan is to release it this this year. Um, so that game, uh, the touch wood, the plan is to have it released before the end of this year. Um, so we're doing That's everything we can news. to do that. So it, it's um, it's running great. It's been nice to move it over to that. It feels good, you know. So yeah, um, I was gonna say playing that thing handheld is gonna be amazing. Oh, it looks really tight. That big screen. I mean, I have it on my iPad, you know. Um, right, and, and that it's and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, right. It, it's so very similar to that, but actually just, with decent buttons, basically. Yeah. Well, but and that's the thing is that I don't know how you I don't know how it's done, but it, it, you can play Mutant Muds on the iPad. Yeah. It's it's it's, well, it's we, crazy. Well, we I, wouldn't I have released it. it. Like I mean, that was our acid test, you know, because I was like, "Hey, can we put Muds on the on the iPhone?" And Matthew's like, "Yeah, I don't think so, dude." And I'm like, "Well, trust me, I think we can make the controls not shit." And he's like, "I don't think so, dude." And I'm like, well, "Let's give it a shot. If and if we, if they're terrible, we won't do it. But if they're okay, they're bearable. If you if you can actually but it if works. you can beat the game, basically." Let's go. So we and, and I had a theory because I've been researching and looking at all the different games and seeing what they've been doing and and some of them are doing good ideas, some of them are doing terrible ideas and I think it was pretty clear what needed to be done. So I'm like, well, I have an idea of what we can do. Let's just do it. And I was like, yeah, it works. It's fine. It's not the same as you know holding a 3ds for sure, but it's playable. Right. I mean, the key is you don't want the player to look down at what their fingers are doing. That's the key. You don't want to look to see what your thumbs are doing. That's you need to try as hard as possible to avoid that. 
to the players just moving their thumbs, not even thinking about it. And that's the that's the goal. And I think we've pulled that off pretty well. I think with mods on on the iPhone and iPad, um, because um, you can slide your thumb around to move it. You can tap it. There's only two buttons. So anyway, I know you can even position them wherever you want and change the transparency. Yeah, that so, was really cool. Yeah. which I used it. Especially on the yeah. iPad, because that you know we kind of designed it for the iPhone, but obviously there's the iPad too, so they are very different on yeah. how you hold them. So you, yeah, you kind of have to move them for the yeah. iPad. But anyway, well, but yes. I, it just it just has to do with the way the game controls. You know, I just feel like like what you were talking before, it's it's not slippery. It's like yeah. exact. Yeah, it's physics, a perfect game you know, for exactly that. where you're going. Yeah, you know, you know exactly how big the hover is, so it's not. You, yeah, you've got the ultimate it's control. Perfect. Yeah, so it's easy yeah. to translate. Yeah. It's relatively slow paced, so it, it it works. Yeah, it works well for the virtual controls. But but yes, on the Switch, it it, it looks really really nice. Um, yeah, we'll have more news uh, on what else is, what other features we're doing with that um, soon. Mm, um, I can't and wait. And then Treasure Notes is uh, will be after that, um, and that is I'm I'm really excited about that. That's coming along really good. I mean, months are really, you know months is done, so I'm not really working on that. That's, I mean, I just yeah, I did the sign, but you know whatever. There's nothing to do there. Like with Treasure Knots, can you explain like what kind of game that is? Yeah, um, it. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what is an easy way to describe Treasure Knots? The elevator it's, pitch. It's, <laughs> it's almost like Super Mario World meets Indiana Jones two-player co-op. Two Where do co-op. I sign? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. Which is mixing okay. at least... Well, actually, it's mixing three things that I would I love. You know, Super Mario World, wow, what a great game. Indiana Jones, I mean, Ridge Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. Um, Indiana Jones, House of Cards, amazing. Um, and then two-player co-op without griefing, specifically, because that's annoying, new Super Mario Brothers, looking at you, um, <laughs> is, is, is just fun. To build, play with a friend or, or, or a family member um, side by side on the couch, again, where you're not pissing each other off, um, is just great. So, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of, that's, that's the, the simple explanation. Super Mario World meets Indiana Jones, two-player co-op. You don't have to play two-player co-op. You can play single-player, of course, and that's fine. Um, but two-player is, is definitely an element that we're focusing on to make sure it's good. Would so that would be, be the easiest yeah, way to explain it. It makes a little sense on the, on the, on the Switch. Well, right? I know, it's perfect. And we, we started this on the 3DS before the Switch even existed. So, um, Would yeah, there be a, a yeah. possibility kind of, a happy, of online play with that, or are you going to No, vote? definitely not. Def- no, okay. definitely only local player. I'm definitely not doing online. Just, All right, Perry, just, uh, I guess you're going to have to fly play. to New York. Well, and you can play... No, you're, you can play you're flying s- here. <laughs> and you can play single player. I mean, it's not it's not reliant on two player. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just it's a different uh, way of experiencing it. I, I love it. Because those, those games that are meant for the two player, they usually are very memorable. Experiences, one of my favorite things is uh, with uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn with my wife mm-hmm. was... Uh, very similar. I feel like what you're saying, in like in the sense of, you could totally play that single player, but yeah. it worked so well in two player as well. So well and, that's and, fun. And, I, and I'm making sure that I mean, you can play the game as a single player experience, but actually, the nice thing is you can get to places and do different things as a two player co-op that you couldn't do in a single player. Not that it messes up the single player, but it makes the two player unique. More rewarding. You're like, oh. So, for example, like, I can, you know, like, there's a double jump power-up in the game. 
Now, if you don't have that, but you are playing two, two people, I can jump on your head, you can jump, I can jump, I can get to the ledge that otherwise I'd have to use the double jump to get up to. So I can circumvent mm. a double jump just yes. by working together. And now you can walk to me. So now we're both up there. Sweet. Awesome. Don't need the double jump power up. Very nice. So it's interesting. So you can kind of sequence break the game, but it's designed that you can do this. But when the player discovers this for themselves, they'll feel like geniuses and like, we're breaking the game. This is awesome. But there's a specific path through the game that you can just obliterate the game. It's super shortcut central. If two of you are playing and you know what you're doing, you can obliterate the game. You can get through it in no time. Um, There's a specific path throughout the whole game. You can even completely... There are one, two, three, four, five like islands in the game. You can completely miss an entire island if you know what you're doing with two people and just go right to the end of the game and then beat it. So, and, and that's being oh, designed that way feels because like, that's yeah, a Mario unique 3. experience. Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's yeah, so that's uh, something you can only experience with two player, which is super fun. But it doesn't you know detract from the single player. So it's yeah, I'm really excited. Gonna say, it's gonna be really fun. I was gonna say that that how you're explaining with two players it's like uh, Yoshi's uh, Woolly World uh, when you're playing with two players you can you can always use one of the players as a as a you know as a ball Platform. to throw as oh a, yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yes, extra, right. yeah to get so to those it's unreached kind of that same feeling mm-hmm. it's like you can use each other yeah you know um, so, and the yeah, fun thing is cool. um, and there's also kind of a mode for when like let's say you know there's a, a parent and a young uh, kid playing together and the young maybe it's the mm-hmm. parent who's not good maybe it's the kid I was actually going to say it's the kid but a lot of times it's the other way around but one of them is not very good at playing the game but the other one's really good chances are the parent's the one that's not very good um, <laughs> right. and the nice thing is there's kind of a specific mode for like when when you die um, in the level you kind of come back immediately as a ghost and now you can just run around the level you can kill enemies you can, I don't think you can collect stuff we haven't quite fully to define what the exact role is there but basically the second player can just run around they can't grief the other player but they can kind of assist the player and just run around just be goofy and just feel like they're still interacting but without any kind of danger so that's awesome. that's fun but also going to actually allow that and you basically you run around as a ghost we're actually going to allow that as a character you can select from the beginning so if you know from the beginning yeah no i suck i'm just going to be there having fun great just select the ghost character and they have at it. Just run around and be crazy and have fun. <laughs> and the other player can... And you have, in your split screen. So you both have your own screen. So you can both go off and do your own thing. Oh, um, that's really but can, cool. But you, oh, but you can communicate. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, so you can, but, but you're sitting next to each other. So you can communicate. So let's say, you know, Perry, you run off to the top right of the map. And you discover... <clears throat> two pressure pads on the on, on the ground and like a secret wall that you you know that you can't do anything about and Casey's on the, on the other side of the map <coughs> and you're like dude you need to come over to me so you can stand on this other pressure plate so per, you know Casey uh, I think Perry will have to press a button to invite to do a little kind of um, walkie talkie and then um, Casey can then walk to Perry and you both can then stand on the pad boom sink it down open up the secret thing and then go off to the uh, two player secret area so it's yeah wow. so there's a lot of fun stuff um can't wait anyway so there you go Treasure yeah, sounds, it's gonna be great it's a completely rad. different experience than any other game that we're done and that's what we we're talking about earlier like the 2d platform game genre is just a blank canvas you can do anything in there and that's so it's fun that we do you know in muds we've got zero drift or even super challenge is a different experience i think than than muds uh, but chicken wiggle now um, Treasure Knots, probably another one in there that I'm even forgetting about. And they're all different, you know? They're, they're all 2D platform games, but they, they're all completely different experiences, which is so much fun. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you for making them. 
Yeah, seriously. No, yeah, yes. that's a joy. It's, yes, it's and everyone should totally check out Chicken Wiggle. The game is super fun. Like I said, it gives you if you know if you're into creating levels, you know it has a great skill set for, for you to get in there and do that. And if you know you'd rather just play the levels, uh, what are there? There's eight worlds with six levels each, right? Forty eight yeah, levels. Yeah, there's forty eight levels uh, that come with the game. Um, I've already uploaded a bunch of levels. Um, other people have as well. Even just the press, even without you know the public uh, being you know out there. So there's there's a wealth of levels up there. They're good, man. I mean, it, I mean, it, they are, it's a lot yes. of really I, good levels up there. Really, I haven't even run into a, a, a stinker, really. I, I, no, I've no, had fun with all of them. Don't worry, I'll, up, oh, it's I'll, amazing. I'll upload mine eventually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right, nice. Um, no, there are. There are some really good levels up there. And the nice thing is when you're online, you can, you know, you're scrolling through the levels, you get like a little screenshot as you kind of get a glimpse of what it is. And obviously there's a line of text that the creator could have added to help explain what the level's about or whatever um and you can see the uh, the gameplay rules to see the style of gameplay that's in there and the nice thing is you can at that moment you yeah, can either can just play it online you know and just check it out there and then yeah that's what i always um, do usually and then if you like it then you can click the download button and actually then save it onto your onto your 3ds you know so you can play it later if you want to offline so it's uh, so it's pretty flexible i think most people will probably just browse and play browse and play i mean and if they find one they really love they can download it um and after you've beaten the level you can then heart it you can like it um so then that that's that's the criteria for what makes levels popular is how many hearts they they have the one with the, the most hearts will be number one and so on so super fun very cool very cool well, we really, really appreciate you coming on for this super long, jam-packed episode. Which <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. It has been a long one, but it's been fun. Officially the longest. Yeah. It's been fun. Hopefully hopefully people enjoy it. Oh, we've yeah. had a good chat about games at the very least. We've enjoyed it at least. Even if oh, we're yeah. Else. I, think we, I think we've talked about 400 different games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <That's> good. <laughs> well, there's nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. that. Um, again, everyone, check out Chicken Wiggle coming out on the 17th. If you're listening to this, it is already out, so make sure to check it out. And it's coming out in North America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, all at the same time, same day. Um, it's $14.99 in dollars in the US, uh, $14.99 Euro in Europe. I think it's like $13.49 in pounds and like $20 in Canadian. And who knows what in the other places, but yeah, it's it's all just relatively you know normal, I think, from what everyone else is doing. But it's fourteen ninety nine is the base price in the US and in Euro. Awesome, beautiful. And uh, Jules, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, it is Jules Watcham, so J O O L S W A T S H A M. Um, yeah, and then I have the link to a Tui. From there, atooi.com. Um, that's mainly where I'm at, hanging out, and I have a YouTube and stuff, so that's all linked, I think, from somewhere. But I mean, YouTube's the same name. I always just use my name, it's just because no one else has it, so it's just easy, even though it's hard to spell. Optimum <laughs> now, I guess. Yep. As always, you can find the show on Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo P O D, and. I don't care about our personal Twitters. I just want everyone to go check out nope. Chicken Wiggle and uh, check out Jules. He's a, a great video game developer. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thanks again, Jules, and we will see you next week.
60% chance. Elminage. Well, that's why you should have imported the Circle Pad Pro like a real man. Butt stompers. I've heard about that burst out system. The wound is still open. He was their butler. I was the whipping boy. Stan is losing control. I'm a fan of killing everything. 